Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you can you hear me? Can wait, can you hear me? Can I me can I me hear be heard? You be can I be heard by you if I'm me? As me being myself, you being yourself, are you able to have uh heard heard me being uh having been heard? You done? I'm am, right, am I done? Sorry. Am I I'm done. You're probably like, this is stupid. Why did I press play? It's not stupid. It is actually. It is a little stupid, but there's more in- information that's going to be uh stupid coming along in this podcast if you want to listen to more stupid stuff. I have an official official another sponsor. So I stopped doing like the little ads for a little bit just because I was, you know, I was promoting some uh, local companies I liked and, um, you know, they had, they had, they had gifted me some free shit. And so I said, I'll just start, you know, we had an agreement like, Hey, can I, can I include you as a sponsor? Blah, blah, blah. Cool. Never really paid me beyond some free from free product. I guess that's kind of pay. I don't know. Either way, still love them, but, uh, I have a new sponsor. That's pretty fucking hot. It is hot stuff. And it's very cool that the sponsor also happens to be the guest on today's show, Arcadia Meat Market. I love these guys, and I love the product that they sell, and I think their quality is great. They do sell very, very many things, not just meat. A lot of meat is sold there, and if you are going to eat meat, why not do it local? Um, because you know what that animal eats. You are able to see where that animal uh, lived, and there's a lot of fucking certification, which they get into. Uh, Nick uh, gets into a lot of uh, in this episode, and it's really informative. And I think, um, you know, with the whole trend of everyone getting kind of more conscious about what they eat, like why are you still buying meat from Costco or Whole Foods or whatever. I know it's more expensive, so buy less of it. Buy it once or twice a week, you know? It's not, it's effectively, compared to like maybe four times a week diet, it's the same price. And you're, it's just, it tastes better. It's fuller, it's richer. The, the animal gets a better quality of life. And that's, and that's, and that's one of the reasons, you know, ultimately these animals die and that's, it sucks. It's a bummer, but like anything dies in order for anything else to live. So once you kind of realize that, you kind of get off your pussy horse and uh, you, you start to eat meat, okay? Get off the pussy horse. It's okay. I get the compassionate side of caring for animals and caring for the planet. But like, look, we're here for a blip. Might as well enjoy it in the best, most pragmatic, safest way possible. I think Arcadia Meat Market offers a great solution for that. All right. So here's what they want me to say. This is very specific. They told me like if I stray from this script, um, I will be... Uh, punishable but I don't know exactly what the consequence was he was he kind of winked at me and tried kissing me anyway no I don't know what it is I just think I think they're going to try uh doing something to me in the meat locker either way Arcadia Meat Market is a butcher shop that specializes in sourcing the highest quality meats and provisions not just meats like I said from local farms and purveyors whenever possible our mission is to create transparency in the food chain so you know what you're eating seriously you go in and ask them where was this from? Where was the? Where is this, this animal growing? They'll be able to, to the fucking farm tell you or, or ranch or whatever the hell you call them. I believe ranch is the word. Um, where the animal came from? Uh, let's see what's next. Da, 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 the meat we sell. This is our back to our kitty meat markets. Specific script that they want from me. The meat we sell is either pastured or free range, raised humanely without the use of antibiotics or hormones, and that usually implies that the cows aren't 
penned up with one another, getting getting all diseased and shit. You know, they have space to live as an animal and to develop character in the flavor of their bodies. Isn't that weird? Isn't that so weird that we eat these things? But it's delicious, nutritious, and they, they sell organ meat there. They sell pork, lamb, elk uh, occasionally, uh, chicken, chicken uh, from Arizona, a lot of it from Tuwash Ranch, and they sell a lot of that stuff. And it's so fucking good. It's so good. Um, and yeah, lots, lots and lots of steak. And they also make sandwiches seven days a week. And their sandwiches are some of the best in town. Uh, they use noble bread. It's uh, a lot of local greens and house-made pickles and jardinera and seasonings. And Dustin is such a fucking good, I would call him a chef. I mean, he's a chef. Like, he, he, he creates a menu. The dude is awesome. He, his attention to detail is like phenomenal. And the way he thinks is phenomenal. You'll, you'll hear a lot of that in this episode. Just listening to him talk is really special. Uh, as well as Nick, too. They're both incredibly intelligent guys. And you know, um, humble and just passionate and weird and great. I fucking think they're amazing guys and, uh, a kindred spirits for sure. I'm glad I get to know them. And, um, that's why, that's why I pay for their stuff, you know, because not only are they offering a quality thing, it's, you know, if they were assholes about it, I'd probably be less inclined to go back there, except they're really genuine and warm and, uh, welcoming. And I asked them for advice and they're like, Hey, here's what this is. Here's how you should probably cook this. Here's what I'd recommend. And then I do it. I'm like, Oh, you were so right. That was fucking incredible. Um, so yeah, Arcadia meat market, gladly, gladly, gladly advertising for them. Love those dudes. Please go and check it out. It's off of 40th street and uh, Indian school for those of you listening who live in Arizona, especially in Phoenix. It's worth checking out. Go in there, tell them I sent you, and I don't know what you'll get from that. Maybe you might be able to arrange something. If you go with me, I'll just I'll buy you something just just for the fuck of it. Don't go buying like a fucking prime uh, ribeye, you know. If if I'm with you, that's kind of you know. But I'll you know I'll I'll, I'll hold you. You can hold me to it. Hold me to it. Yeah. Without further ado, uh, I might edit some of this episode. I might actually take something out. I don't think it's that unsafe to have said. I'm not going to include what it was, but um, you'll listen. It's not that big of a deal. It's pretty pretty nonspecific and safe. But anyway, guys, um, enjoy this episode. It was a lot of fun. We're, we're recording. We're live. Do you guys feel different? Now that, um, I'm I, feel, I feel pretty different, yeah. You look different. I, I felt like a wave of differentness just washed over me. That's the acid kicking in. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's why. That's this beer. Gla- that's why this glass tastes so good. I know. <laughs> just, he ate the whole glass. Why is the room coming mouth. in on me? And the beer is left. <laughs> the walls are breathing. Just yeah. just focus on the mic. That's your fucking sanity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here. How can I focus on the mic when it's moving all around my face? You're moving around its face. Oh. I'm so glad to have you guys here. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this. Agreed. I'm glad we could Thank you, have it yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the podcast of uh, my, me. I'm here. Um, my voice is a little... Uh, after the weekend, it just gets hoarse, dude. You guys get horse meat? Uh, I was going to say, speaking of horse, no. <coughs> no, we don't. Would you? Uh, Dustin's I, going to Canada, eh? That's true. He could bring some back. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little more popular overseas, though, not so much in Canada. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. For I know, sure. I, you can eat cow. Why don't you eat horse? You know, ride, ride I, cows I don't, more. I don't often. think there's a right to, uh, want to, right to, wrong to necessarily. It's just, uh, you know, it's culturally, that, whatever's available, right? That damn yeah. government. That's true. The GUB. The government. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Kind of regulate that shit. Really? Fuck off. I'm going to buy a horse. I'm going to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to race the shit out of it first. I'm go- it's, yeah, it's going to be tight. It's going to be so tight. It's going to have, it's going to need a lot of foam rolling, but <laughs> I'm going to dry age it and hopefully all the, all the fungus will break it down for me so I don't have to do the work. I've got a plan, guys. Don't fucking laugh at my plan. This is going to, you're going to blow, your mind's blown, dude. It'll, we're going to microwave. We're two minutes, for you. two minutes in the podcast. We've already derailed talking about aging horse and then, you know, I, I think we just dispatched. I think it. we just railed. If we, you, we can just finish now. Oh, so we were derailed before. Oh, I now finished we're right before you guys got here. <laughs> oh, snap. I finished making the coffee. That's what are you talking about? Masturbating? I'm celibate, remember? Well, you're way ahead of us in so many <laughs> levels. I was not prepared for this. I need to drink more. <laughs> Bottoms up. You look really warm. Cheers, guys. Cheers. I feel, I feel warm. I feel warm you're wearing with... wearing a flannel-ass fucking... I feel warm with company. And support, you look cool and, as fuck, but and, and support. Yeah, I'm just concerned about your sweat glands. They're gonna be overactive. You know, so far so good. Yeah. Um, as long as you have Towels. a place, a place I can roll around in some mud like a pig, I think I'll be okay. I've got oh. some grass out back. It's probably a little more relaxing. I don't do grass. But I'll get thank the you. hose. <laughs> I've heard that about you. <laughs> <laughs> don't do grass, but thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. For no, we were just talking about a horse. It's not time for deer yet. Axis, okay. Hawaiian, yeah, sure. Can you get Hawaiian deer? Oh fuck! They run <laughs> running rampant out there. In the what he wants to know is if you get laid by a deer, is that Hawaiian deer? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I've gotten. I've it's not, not gotten laid by a deer. It's not up in, to me. in my memory and in, in this life, maybe in past when I was into weird shit. I know I got some residual <laughs> coming through the, the airwaves, but I don't. As far as like residual coming the airwaves, you heard to hear everybody who's listening to this podcast. Airwaves. That's how it happens. All three of you. I get all three of you listening. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than that. I got Just, the numbers to prove it. Um, tell your friends, people, I need help. I was going to say. I need more listeners. Um, so I'm sitting here with Arcadia Meat Market Boys, uh, becoming better friends with you guys as I see you more often, and I fucking love it. You're weird. We can talk about weird shit and also passionate shit, and that's what I love. You guys are very, very passionate about what you do, and I'd like for you to kind of... Uh, we don't have to completely talk about your business, but I want to promote it a little bit. And I always spread the good word about local meat, um, especially through your guys' shop. And you guys, I'm so, how fucking close am I? I'm literally like two minutes away from you. It's awesome. I could somersault to your house. I could trip and fall into bet. your walk-in. I don't know. Could I? Yeah, yeah probably thick, thick insulation. In I there. could stumble drunkenly to an Uber and get to your house. Oh. I could... Like, beat up a, like a, a small like child take his about bike an hour ago. Yeah. break his bike and then walk to our, our kidney meat market it's true just snap it over that snap port. it over your leg like a Louisville slugger yeah. like hey kid don't even try to ride a bike anymore you fucking nerd and don't don't try to make friends either do drugs <laughs> that's though that's right but two wheels and two wheels meat. are for pussies I got four wheels and two legs I'm gonna use my legs then my wheels once I uh, get, I don't know Um, so I'm gonna start with you Dustin mm-hmm. Dustin Dolan Mm-hmm. What's up, darling? Hey, darling. Your mom and my mom have the same name. Yeah, that's weird. Really, we just cool. established that. Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> You're such a Capricorn. I don't know what the fuck. It sounds. It sounds like it. Sound, yeah. Sounds like a little bit of a like a song. You traded. You traded in your mother for Rebecca. You ought to know by now. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's from sixty the other day though, so that makes me feel really old. But also young, because I'm younger than her. 
which makes sense. Huh? I'm actually older than my mom. By a lot. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I identify as older. <clears throat> yeah, you can't. You are beyond your years. Thank you. I don't know what that, what, what, how many years I really, can, I, can you prove how many years you've been here? <laughs> really can know. you prove that you were born? No. And you have a picture of some fucking baby? How do you know that's you? I don't. You don't remember? I got a certificate. Mm, oh, cool. Awesome. That must be proof. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, if it's printed and it's on your refrigerator. It's got to be real. It's on the internet. The derailing in this is perfect. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, who are you? What did, what's your story? Where are you from? Give you know, a little synopsis. I, I'm really, I'm really happy asked because I don't have much of one actually. So, um, I, I had a normal childhood, a uh, normal upbringing. I graduated high school and went to college for long enough to know that I didn't want to go to college anymore. Where, was, where were you? Sorry. Um, all kinds of places actually. So I was born in Tucson and, uh, I grew up a little bit in Phoenix, and then I moved to the Midwest for a bit and lived in St. Louis for a number of years and screwed around long enough to try and figure out my place in the world. Unfortunately, my place in the world ended up being uh, a butcher shop in North Carolina, but that was only by way of uh, a person that I've I, I met and I've known for a long period of time who's been my best friend for going on seven years now, and I met her through a corporate gig um, working in a restaurant, one of those soul-sucking jobs that everybody knows how that goes. Mm-hmm. And did that long enough to know that it's not what I wanted for my life or for my career. Um, yeah, Arby sucks. Yeah. and I'm thinking it. But... I still have the meats, Yeah, interestingly enough, but it's not you know <laughs> in that vein, so fortunately. Hey, horsey sauce is coming, right? <laughs> you mean actual horse, horse related sauce, sauce yeah, right like, like a horse what's the fucking french one of the classic french sauce because of the e no demi glaze actually horse is a very popular meat in canada which by the way i'm going to montreal next week so Dude. i'm looking forward to eating some horse something what's the rest is it in is it in toronto or montreal the fucking meat place of joe beef joe beef yeah he's going there yeah i have reservations oh cool yeah. man so next dope next thursday actually damn yeah i gotta hear about that yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Whether it's a total, uh, total shit show, or if it's beyond my imagination, whatever, whatever ends up happening, or right in the middle, it's gonna, yeah, you know, uh, it's gonna be that, or it's gonna be this. It's not gonna be right in the middle. It's gonna oh, be yeah? holy fucking shit, or it's gonna be oh fuck, <laughs> you know. So okay, yeah, I, so, I believe that anyway. So yeah. we'll see what happens, but. So yeah. North Carolina, butcher shop, what part of North Carolina? Well, so, you know, the, the short of the long is um, I met a really wonderful person that is still my best friend to this day, hmm. and uh, she kind of spurred me on to do something uncharacteristic of myself, which is to kind of throw caution to the wind and do something crazy, and so I ended up on this butcher shop's doorstep in North Carolina asking for a job, sight unseen, and... Um, they gave me an opportunity and I took it and I worked in uh, a small butcher shop in rural North Carolina for a little over a year. And, uh, I learned a lot and I had a really good time. And then I moved back to Phoenix and, um, I didn't know about Arcadia meat market until I was here for several months. And I was working for a big restaurant group in Phoenix at the time. And as serendipity does what serendipity does, I found out about Arcadia Meat Market and applied for a part-time position and quickly um, became a full-time employee. And that was a little over a year and a half ago. Damn. Yeah. Because so, you're a bad motherfucker. Well, you know, we, we all are in a way. But uh, 
I'm very fortunate, very fortunate to have met Nick and be a part of Arcadia Meat Market thus far. And more importantly than that, actually, I found my place, you know, something that I believe in, something that I'm very passionate about. Yeah, um, dude. I've always loved food. I've always loved to cook. Um, and that's, you know, that's the gist of it is that, wow, it's a crazy ride, you know, it's a crazy place to be somewhere where you feel with every fiber of your being like you know working 16 hour days isn't for isn't for everybody you know like stress is doing something that you don't believe in every day yes you have to yes but passion is doing that thing every day because that's what you feel you should be doing that's your place in the world yeah so that's where i'm at and that's where i wish so many people were um but yeah, it's very. I'm I'm very blessed, very grateful for that. Yeah, so. man. I mean, a lot of a lot of places miss that mark, you know, and um, it takes like that. That's why I like the mom and pop things. The you know, single owner, close to ownership. I can meet the owners of a place. They're like humans. You know what I mean? They're not so far removed and so focused on bottom line that there's no room for creative and passionate things. Because like you could be still passionate working for like. I guess a good example is Cheesecake Factory or Fox or whatever. Like I've done both of those I, things. That's strange. Yeah. I've, I have to, you know. <laughs> Red pill, blue pill. Which yeah. pill are you going to drink? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, there's passion there. You can be passionate there. But at the end of the day, you're just a cog in the wheel. And when you have more equity, you work harder. You know, like, how do you expect somebody who was working for like, you know, 10 bucks an hour in your kitchen to want to work as hard as a person on top because they don't have much stake in it, you know? And that's why I like being closer to that. I like the meat pun, by the way. I know it's accidental. Steak in it. (laughs) Oh, I love steak. But, um, you know, I I like a smaller pyramid. A pyramid still exists. There's got to be someone on top. But I don't know. I think it's cool, like, that you have found a place that you really identify your, your passions with, you know? And you're so good at it, dude. Like I want to learn from you guys, uh, eventually when, when my schedule frees up, hopefully a little bit by the end of this year and, and just come in for a few hours and just like teach me about cuts and teach me how to do things properly because that's skills I can take with me for the rest of my life and, um, be more responsible consumer, more responsible meat eater too, because, you know, I try to limit my meat consumption to the, what I buy from you guys. Uh, you know, as I, as local as I can, sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, seven thirty, they're closed. God damn it, going going to Whole Foods. But you can always text us. I know. <laughs> Odds uh, are we're uh, there. I was gonna say we're closed unless Nick is upstairs training, um, to be awake for the next seven hours, and then you can always <laughs> just bang on the door. And I think there should be com- some kind of like Catherine Zeta Jones like laser strobe light show that happens. When you bang on the door and then Nick all of a sudden wakes up in a panic and lets you in. You know, he like buzzes <laughs> he buzzes you in. He's I have been known to sleep completely in the naked. Shop. Yeah. <laughs> Preferably. Yeah. Some bull like a bull skull around his Oh yeah. Ooh. Uh-huh. Or yeah. even like a baby cow skull around like a like a underwear made of, like as long as there's horn, I like that look. As long as there's horns involved, because then you can say yes. yes. <laughs> I am in fact horny. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I love it. But come in and purchase some meat, yeah. Yeah. Um, those sausages, like I said, are blow, blew, blew me away. Just perfect. Um, it's just, it's just, uh, I don't know. You, you, it's traditional, you know, but you also put your own twist on it and like 
the, f- the flavors are just great, you know, and the quality of the meat I find is fucking awesome, you know, um, and it's I want to hear more about like, I guess like the I don't know if legal side of it, but more of like certification side of like grass fed stuff in in Arizona, particularly like what those farmers go through and like how you know like I want to go in I like to be able to go into a shop and like where was this cow, you know, is this coming from one cow you know is this coming from multiple like i want to know i want to know everything about that the whole process right so i like being a more informed consumer involves like knowing everything that's because like some marketing at fry says simple truth on an organic makes you feel better about buying same commercial industrial farmed beef yeah they feed it grass but it's still fucking penned up within you know 10 square feet of another cow like i want to know why arizona grass feds better and to be able to know like yeah, the ins and outs and like uh, just the sourcing. So I, I, can, I can shed some light on that a little bit. Hi, Nick. Hi. This is Nick's voice. Um, <clears throat> so the American Grass-Fed Association mm-hmm. is in charge of vetting all of our producers that provide cattle for our company. Okay. So I'm a partner in Arizona Grass-Raised Beef. We sell our product in the shop. We also sell products from other farmers and stuff. But beef-wise, that's all we sell. For now, we have sold from other ranches, but we've got 21 producers here in the state and they've all been through about a year to year and a half vetting process where the soil gets tested, the stool gets tested. They go out and they'll basically, they'll vet every ranch and go out and look at their feed and look at how many acres they've got and make sure that their animal units are correct and that there's no (laughs) antibiotics. And so all the animals that go through our processing facility in Chino, uh, which is just north of Prescott, they all get kiss tested. And if there's any antibiotic residue in anything, we're kind of screwed. Yeah. So that whole process though, for somebody to be approved by the American grass fed association to sell cattle to our company takes a long time. Yeah. And they sell, they send two different third party inter, uh, veterinarians out that are independent Okay. and they do their own assessments and then they come back and say, okay, yeah, like this, this Damn. ranch can actually sell you cows. And what we primarily focus on are older, barren female cows. We don't sell any any steer at all. And so we feel like for that, we get a better quality product. So Females have more fat. Okay. There's more intermuscular marbling, and there's just better flavor. Okay, cool. That's what I was going to ask. But that's kind of like, that's a brief just kind of description of what their process is and how they become a producer of ours. So we have applications for... I think the last I heard from my partner is like 15 or so Okay. ranches. And they're all mostly northeastern, southeastern. We buy from some of the Indian tribes here, so the Apache, the Navajo. Um, I think there's four Indian tribes total that we buy from. Okay. Uh, and then there's just large family ranches that have been in the business forever, um, like 100 years. That Crazy. Just, they've passed down generation to generation that raise cattle, and we buy from them. Okay. And so... I had a question and it left me. Um, another one though is you buy a whole, um, Oh no, I have the question. Okay, cool. Uh, Antibiotics. What, why are antibiotics in use? Like tell people. So in a feedlot situation, you've got to have antibiotics to make sure that if one cow gets sick, that they're not going to infect the whole herd because that would, you know, obviously cost a lot of money to lose all those animals to whatever kind of disease it is. Yeah. And so the animals that we sell are all free range. So they're not in any kind of containment. 
or in an area where they're standing in their own shit. And free range, is that a loose uh, term or is that? For sure. Yeah. For sure. It's all marketing. <laughs> yeah. You know, but there's there's technically free range and then there's free range just as marketing. Yeah. And all so, natural. <laughs> yeah. Natural grasses are, you know, all that are beef eat. Okay. Because they are on huge ranches that are they're just walking. 10,000 to 100,000 acres and they move. So cowboys on horseback in some cases. So like a lot of, we have two ranches my partners own that are managed by horseback because there's no other way to do it. So they move cattle from one pasture or one area of the ranch that might be a 10,000 acre parcel. Then they'll herd all the cattle and then they'll move them to another parcel. That's all, you know, it's, there's fencing and mm-hmm. everything, but that's, it's their free range yeah. because they're on open, like huge plots of land. So and there's nothing that's planted. <laughs> so we can't certify that our beef is organic <clears throat> because we don't plant seeds that are organic. Yeah. Like the rain falls, the grass grows, the cows eat it. That's fucking organic. That's it. You imagine, know? imagine that. <laughs> but we, we can't nature, certify that it's organic. The be- yeah. The beauty like, of nature well, is yeah. an animal. And yeah. Organic is another dumb fucking labeling. Yeah. It's, it's pasture raised, free range, organic, yeah, all true. these key terms that are used just to market. But our yeah. stuff is legit. Yeah, and that's why I like because how often can can you go to Fry's and buy grass-fed organic beef and get the same answers of where those cows are eating it? Well, most of those are dairy cows that have been fed organic feed, but they're in a dairy. Yeah. They all have antibiotics. Yeah. Cuz they have to. Yeah. You Crazy. Know? Yeah, so like why like that's why I don't like buying that kind of meat. I'd rather go to you and spend a little extra money and it's not even that significantly more. It's, uh, it's so it's comparable and cer- certain, certain cuts. When you're, when stuff, you're talking but, about ground beef, no, but yeah, obviously our ribeyes and our New York's, we got to try and, you know, pay the bills somehow. Yeah. You know, and we're not, we're not paying the bills on ground beef. Yeah. And I'm down to, I'm down to pay for that. Um, and so how often, uh, do you buy a, a cow, uh, per week? Every week. Just one or two? Three, no, we, well, because <clears> I'm, we, we slaughter animals every Monday as a company. And then as a butcher shop, I place orders every week. So, so we, what's the company called over Arizona grass raised beef. Okay. And so I'm, my cousin was involved in that and I used to do some business with him in my previous life and I got involved in the beef business and then I decided to open a butcher shop without knowing anything about <laughs> butchering or anything. It was just, Hey, I'm a, thank God Dustin came along. I'm going to shoot first and ask questions later and yeah. figure this thing out <clears throat> along the way. And thanks for going yeah, for it. And you know, as, it, as Dustin said, serendipity did what it did. And yeah, I'm super fortunate to have him on board as a partner and, um, we're doing our thing. But yeah, as a, as a business, we, um, we slaughter on Mondays and then we process those animals and we're distributed through all the major distributors here in Arizona. Okay. And we also ship across state lines and we do some business with some online marketing companies that we yeah. white label our beef and they call it theirs and they do a really good job at selling it. So that's part of our, you know, the other wing of our company that's growing. Um, yeah. Is it, is it a good business, um, uh, to be in with like making money? No, no, <laughs> it's a passion. No, 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 no. more passion fueled. Yeah, when I first wanted to join my partner was like, why? or my cousin was like, why? Mm. Like, why do you want to do this? And I told him and he's like, well, I've got to write a check every quarter. So if you're ready to do that, come on board. I'm like, well, this mm. is the future of like everybody. <clears throat> as far as I was concerned, I met 
you know, my ex-wife was kind of who shed light on food and industrialized meat and production and everything in the United States. Cause she was, she was from Spain and she wanted to eat everything organic. And she told me about Monsanto and all this stuff. So it was like good timing for me. Cause I was in a career shift and my cousin was a partner in this beef business and I had to, like, I wanted to exit what I was doing. And, and what were you doing prior? I used to flip houses and then I opened okay. a retail shop in Texas cause that's where I was primarily operating out of okay i did a flooring store with a guy that was a friend of mine and uh yeah so i basically decided to jump into this thing without knowing anything about it and then learn more about the business and figured well shit this is something that people really need yeah like i want to i want to sell meat from arizona and give good quality products to people that care about what they put in their bodies and yeah. i was hunting down chefs from restaurants and bringing them samples and not hurry i wouldn't hear anything back for weeks and it's like you know i don't need to fucking hunt people down like i'll open up a shop and then people who want it are going to come in and we've been really lucky we have chefs that come in and most of our business is direct to consumer but we'd like to grow the wholesale side of things all you chefs out there that give a shit about what you serve your customers come and see us yeah i was gonna say we'll work with you it's an interesting segue right there so i was i was having a conversation with uh somebody in the shop today about about chefs and the situation of food and uh, restaurants in general and, you know, sourcing, thoughtfully sourcing. Yeah. And actually giving, you know, caring about what they're sourcing, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's mind-blowing to me, you know, the shops the shops been around since January of last year. It's no small amount of time, you know. We're, we're small as a business still. Yeah. Um, uh, we we don't really market per se. We don't advertise. It's all more or less word of mouth. Um, special events aside, so it's still just very interesting to me how much, uh, how little I guess how much how much notoriety chefs are getting <laughs> without sourcing thoughtfully and properly. Um, without doing it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and you know the the conversation I had today, just as kind of an anecdote, was um, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of double speak. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of people bullshit. of yeah yeah. It's just, it's just a popularity contest. Of course and, it is, absolutely. You, you know, know, with uh, social media the way it is, and awards being given left and right, and you know every everybody is guilty is as guilty of it as the next. Um, the difference is, is that when you are a professional and when you are truly a chef and when you have the best interest of your business and by proxy your clientele, your customers at heart, and that's in the forefront of your head, you are doing everything within your power to source local, sustainable, smart, small carbon footprint um, type of product, whether that's animal, vegetable, or whatever. And you are promoting those businesses because in turn that promotes, um, farmers doing what they do, which farming Mm -hmm. is an even harder business (sighs) than zero money. Zero. I mean, that's why it's subsidized. You know, you, you look at, you look at how difficult it is as a, as a chef to make food cost. To open up a restaurant, I mean, that's a gamble, right? 
to open up butcher, a butcher shop is a huge gamble. Yeah. To be a farmer is maybe the worst gamble of them all. Buying um, the land. Yeah. Making the, the soil. You need equipment. Building the you soil. Need help. The equi- I mean, it's, yeah. It's hard for... And it's... You are there all day long busting your ass. It's, Dirty as it's fuck. A, it's a crazy amount. And, you know, this is coming from somebody that, you know, I'm not a farmer by trade. And I, I, I know very <clears throat> little about how to go about raising an animal or providing soil health or rotational grazing or any of the myriad of variables that go into providing healthy land, healthy animal. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, it's it's very, very difficult business. Uh, and not even looking at the profit factor, this is the prime example of people who do something out of pure passion. Yeah. And not the hope to be millionaires at any point in their life, but just to get by. Yeah. Because they truly believe this is the way that things should be. And yeah, it is. Uh, But the more businesses that exist, the more restaurants that have a need for that type of product, the more butcher shops that are able to provide that type of product, the better off everybody is going to be. And like cross-promoting and and the whole... Yeah. Everybody's going to lift each other up, you know? Yeah. We we get get an opportunity to work with so many awesome people. Uh And it's only because... They've got passion. They decided to do what they're doing. We're we're just a conduit of like, okay, Josh Cohen and in Wilcox, he's got a farm where he mm-hmm. raises beef, lamb, chicken, and pork, all on pasture. Damn. We've sold his product from day one. He's not always able to produce us like with what we need. So we supplement with another farm out of California for our pork, for instance, because mm-hmm. they're very consistent. It's a little more expensive. We don't charge more for it though. Yeah. We just eat the cost. But Josh is somebody, I mean, he's gotta be around our age and he's just living in the middle of nowhere. He can't even find help. And he's working with his family and his cousin who's got a farm down the road who grows non-GMO corn that he feeds his animals. And now they basically, they're raising all these animals together because he can't even find the help from anyone else to move down there to, to do it. And, and he said Wilcox. Yeah. He's in yeah. He's south of Wilcox. So yeah. they're, they're right down the street from, you know, where all the vines are. Yeah. Like literally like it's two miles down the road. Yeah. And you know, that's, he moved out there with his family, with his dad moved there, I think in 92 or 93 and him and his brother always were raising animals and then he turned it into a business. He sells online. And then <clears> I go out there, I meet with him. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to open a shop. I want to sell your product cause it's really good and you're doing it right. And there's not a lot of people like him. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that want to go live in the middle of nowhere and just spend from dusk till dawn, like day and night, fucking all day. 20, it's a 24 hour job. In the middle of the night, he's got to go deal with animals. He's got to go deal with whatever he's got to do. It's a lot, man. You know, uh, repair equipment, wake up, you know, and then bring animals to the slaughter plant. And he's just constantly rotating all these things and fixing things. And I mean, it's insane what he does. Yeah. We went down there because I wanted the guys to see the farms that we buy from. Yeah. So Dustin and I took a trip. We had somebody else who was working at the shop at the time. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because... I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole nother 
like world that goes on that just provides people food. Mm-hmm. They don't, no one knows this. Like yeah. no one goes out to visit farm. Well, a lot of people do. I shouldn't say nobody, but nobody understands. A lot of people don't understand. And I think it's important that they do. And so well, we're just literally a conduit for him to be able to we sell product the, uh, and actually have a Mike, business. Mike. Yeah. Oh, sorry. that sexy voice. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Valuable, valuable words. I love what you're saying. I just want to make sure everyone can hear you. So uh, yeah. Um, I love that you We, we feel really it. fortunate to be able to work with people like Josh, Dave from Two Wash Ranch. Mm-hmm. You know, my partner, Tim, he runs a couple thousand head of cattle, Man. I want to say now. And he's in charge with all of, he's in charge of all of our relationships with the ranches that we've set up to be producers of ours. He deals with our USDA inspectors on a daily basis. He runs our plant. Tim doesn't make a bunch of money. Yeah. He's just doing it because it's, it's what he wants to do. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's really cool. So it's weird. (coughs) It's weird navigating life and, and, and choosing something with with that in mind i'm at like a crossroads of like well i want to do 14 things and fuck uh <laughs> i also want to like relax but i'm also like i feel guilty when i relax you know it's just like i it's it's very hard for me to just sit there and do nothing so i'll be watching a show but i'm playing guitar working on my scales and practicing and like it's just a weird thing and like i don't do it anyone else's rounds because it's probably annoying as fuck like how are you watching something and and playing guitar this is a, this is abrasive you know but you know deciding like because i'm interested in so many things and like i want to know them to the fullest or as much as i can because i feel talking about something like talking about rum and not really understanding the process of how the cane grows and how the yeast interacts with the sugar and how the sugar creates or the yeast and sugar create the alcohol and everything the whole process same with same with meat like how how can i speak to it if i don't know it all you know so that's that's why i get so balls deep with anything i want to do is i want to know it all i'm not you hear that ladies balls deep balls deep that's right i'm talking medicine balls that are four feet that's four feet deep yeah of course yeah. Yeah. knowledge right pages um yeah that was one of the first deals i did when i partnered in arizona grass rays was i had to go to the plant and see what it was yeah and go work in there and like first of all i knew nothing about beef at all other than hey i like to eat i like a good steak yeah grass fed is awesome it tastes really good this is all local i think it's cool okay well let me go up and actually learn and see what's going on to make like our food actually happen yeah you know so it was kind of neat to see the back end of the business and then i started doing the farmer's market selling just at the booth basically frozen stuff it was really neat yeah to learn about how people actually cared yeah they'd explain what they did to prepare stuff then they started asking me questions like hey where do i get chicken where do i get pork where do i get lamb oh shit and that's where the light bulb holes in the market ah It's really helpful to see the back end of the business, you know, Yeah. because you can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a bull's ass, but uh, (laughs) can't take the butcher's word for it. God damn it. I don't know. Is that right? I don't know. It sounded right. but That was a great quote. <laughs> word for it. Um, do you guys want a shot of Amaro? Like a one. sippable? I've been waiting. For Sounds this about for right. Months. Yeah. This uh, this grapefruit bubbly water I've been sipping through this twisty straw is not doing the trick right now. So, well, it's, it's twisted too much. It's actually in a knot, and nothing's okay. coming out. Oh, that's what it is. Got it. Happened, it. happened to my. Um, I've been sucking too hard with no no yield. No yield on that suck. 
I'm all about getting more yield from the suck. Um, yeah, dude, life's life's fucking weird, man. Uh, I got real deep and existential on my drive home from my parents today, and it's kind of kind of shaking it, but it's making me real, real heavy and deep thinking. It's like you know, finding your path and <coughs> following through on that path, and finding something that's like that you want to spend you know, 16 hours a day doing, you know, like I want to spend, I love, I like to work. I like to do a lot of work on, on things and I'm type A, but like, I can't just do one thing. It's just, I just don't work that way, you know, and I'm in a transition state in my life. I think I'm in a permanent transition state, but I'm right now I'm particularly in a transition state mentally of where I'm like really thinking about what I want to do, you know, and I have, I have all the opportunities right now to like walk down multiple paths. And right now I've, you know, I've, I've walked as far as I pretty much want to in the bartending path. I'm kind of like, cool. I've, I've done it. I've done all you know, the big events or whatever, and all, all the cool things. I'm like, it's not, it's not me hundred percent. I love creating cocktails. I like making them. It's fun. But like, there's so much more to the world than just that. I'm like, well, I could get, I'm already as good as I want to be at that. So move on to the next thing, you know? And I'm the kind of person like, you know, I've, I've wanted to make like comedy sketch videos and I've done it. Um, but since I was 16 years old and so I'm going to invest in a nice camera the next month or so and start cutting cool little fucking weird films of things I do Fuck like yeah. going big in makeup and doing, it's just all, it'll be all me for the beginning until I find someone. That's another thing is like finding someone who's dedicated enough to do it with me. Cause like for the most part I'm on my own, you know, you should, uh, you should consider doing that with us. Little mashup, little collab, yeah. Little Arcadia Meat Market, uh, Matt Stewart sketch, you know, weird sketches, yeah. yeah. Like you guys are witty and silly, and we, we in, get along. In the meat locker, we're, we're all pretty oh silly. Yeah. In the meat locker, that'd be a cool series. <laughs> so yeah. I want to expand the yeah. podcast into that kind of thing. But like, here's the thing with that: it's like, well, I do have to pay my bills, and uh, I don't until I can get more sponsorship, and like, I want to grow this podcast to. To like, you know, I want, I want a few, a couple hundred people listening every episode yeah, sure. and it's not bad right now. The numbers aren't bad. It's mostly like, not only because it's a multiple thing, because obviously there's like a financial benefit if I have advertisers paying, you know, four or five advertisers at 250 a month. That's great. You know, and I could supplement myself a little more with that. And, uh, my other thing is like, I want a wider audience so I could promote people because I want you guys on. To a, promote you. A wider audience or a wider audience? I mean. Uh, nothing sarcastic is coming. It's uh, sounding racist. De- dead air. Dead what? air is always dead a good, that was really good spot. I yeah. know. A wider, so more fat people. <laughs> yeah. A lot more fat. You can be I whatever color. I couldn't help it. Is this a moral I haven't shot yet? That's what it is. We don't so. have to I mean, shoot let's, it. Just let's, let's sip this. Cheers, friends. Cheers. You can sip it, shoot it. It's your glass of a moral. You do That's whatever true. you want. There's like seven Arizona ingredients in this. Pick one. of destiny, weights, um, and because yeah, I want to promote you guys and get more people along that word of mouth thing to know about the quality of product that you provide and to know why it's quality and to know more about the whole system of it because. We're so disconnected and we're becoming more and more aware of it as time goes on and all these little fucking documentaries on Netflix and whatever. But within your own local 
state. Like when you told me there's over a million head of cattle in Arizona, it blew my mind. I was like, and I tell yeah. everyone that now. And I tell like, I've been coming to you guys for what? Like over a year now mm-hmm. about, about a year. Who knew there was so much head in Arizona, you know, so much head dude yeah. of cattle head. It, yeah. Like you had an easy wilderness on and they were talking about how we're the convergence of all these, I think there's six deserts. Uh, five, five, I think five, five deserts, five? different deserts. I mean, it's very unique. And we're al- we're almost we're like a few inches of rainfall away from not being a desert. So like, that's a crazy thing. But you know, thirty people come into the shop and they're like, "Wait, where are all the cattle? Like, have you been outside of Phoenix? Have you been to There's northern forests, Arizona, southeastern Arizona? Oh it's yeah, fucking green. So Noida, yeah, goddamn." So green down there. Beautiful. You feel like you're in a different country. Yeah, I want especially like south of uh like wait like if you go just down on the um uh nineteen, I believe, in Tucson, past Tucson by like an hour. Yeah, toward Nogales. Toward Nogales, yeah. It's like it's it's crazy. It's it's not it's good beef comes from down there. It's so green too down there. Oh I bet. Um Yeah, so I, I I don't know. This just passionate about cool people and like my little philosophy is like be cool to cool people and you know it's cool that I it's really great that I have the opportunity to to have um a place that I work where I'm provided the ability to have these kind of connections a little easier than it would be if I was on the bottom of the totem pole at a fox restaurant right and unhappy with myself selling my soul to something I'm not into but now you know I have equity because I get to put not financial equity to a degree but like I get to put drinks on the menu and I get to like help curate the experience myself as well as ownership. It's a whole team mentality. It's not just like only these two people get to do this. You know, I get, I have more opportunity to like create that network and kudos, kudos to you for giving a shit. Yeah. And That's wanting, true. wanting to do this, yeah. you know, and to have a podcast to, you know, yeah. publicize or, you know, put the word out about just cool people yeah. and, good, and good stuff that's going on. Soul, and just, you know. soul equity. Yeah. You know, the equity in yourself. Yeah. And what you believe and what you want for yourself. What you want for yourself, what you want to see happen around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all starts with you, you know. It starts with you. It starts with you. It starts with me. That's, uh, you can't expect anybody else to start it. It's not going to happen that way. Yeah. So proactively seeking your destiny, what you believe in, what fulfills you, whatever, right? There's... I mean, plenty of people seeking things that don't do anything for anybody except make them money, I guess. Yeah. I, I assume that's what's happening rampantly around us. Oh, it's insane. You know, if, if I'm going to go with the negative tangent, that's what's happening, right? That's what people are seeking buyouts and sellouts. And I want to, I want to. Yeah. Create this company so I can sell it. That's right. And and yeah. And I want to be a multimillionaire. I want to have millions of dollars. And then what do you do with those millions of dollars? Whatever. Whatever you do with them. It's yeah. not my business. It's your money. You do what you do. So I'm not going to speak to that. But what I can say is that for a certainty, there are people who have an agenda that aren't necessarily even altruistic, but they are intrinsically good to the degree that they fulfill that person Uh and i don't know how you develop that sense however you develop it as your life's journey right yeah it's like do i have an altruistic agenda i couldn't say that i do for sure no what what i do know for sure is that i love what i do 
and I love what I do because it allows me creativity and artistic leeway and the ability to work with my hands and be crafty and be creative and all the while I'm doing a lot of the same repetitious things day after day, which a lot of people do. Chopping veg. Chopping veg. I'm chopping veg. Just chopping. <laughs> I'm chopping veg. Gotta make, gotta make that jardinera. That's right. Oh, dude, so it's good. It's so good. It's so good. But in, you know, in the intricacies of your job, you find you find that happy place. You you find that spot that you really believe in what you're doing. And if you go through your day-to-day in those small tasks and you don't find a place that means something to you, how do you really expect it to mean anything to anybody else? Yeah. It's like the heart and the soul of what you're doing is translated through every action that you have, whether it's verbal or nonverbal. And, you know, that's not something I'm cognizant of all the time while I'm doing what I do every day, I, I find a lot of pleasure in being masochistic, actually. I find a lot of pleasure in being tired and pissed that I can't do more and provide more and be more cool. and create more. I feel the same way. Yeah, you know, that and that's a good spot to be. It doesn't sound like it. To most people, they'd be like, wow, that sounds fucking extremely frustrating. Why would I want to be there? Why, yeah. do I wanna, why, would, why, why would I ever want to feel that way? Where what I do is never enough. We we never are caught up, and I'm learning now because like like I said, I didn't have any experience in this. You gotta accept it. And then I had I so I had a couple different guys working for me that Mm -hmm. were just doing most of the butchery, and I'm trying to run a business, and I'm trying to just keep my head on straight, and I'm trying to be there for the customers, and you know we we basically we've we've kind of downsized our there's three of us now. Yeah, And so I'm taking a lot, a lot more of the butchering on, which I'm learning now almost two years into this, how to really do other things in butchering that I haven't touched this yeah. whole time, which, doing, is, which is fucking awesome. You're doing and, a really good job. And so I far, love it. By the way. And I have an awesome mentor and teacher in him that so I get cool. to learn from. Like who yeah. else would I want? You know, yeah. the guy, like I thought uh, there was a guy that I worked, that I worked with at the very beginning who I thought was a, was a great guy. He's a good human being, but you know, he didn't teach me the same way that Dustin has taught me. And he also didn't have the same knowledge and expertise as far as cooking. And like yeah. to be a, to be a butcher, I feel like you have to be able to, you, you break down an animal, seam everything out correctly. Mm-hmm. And you got to know how to prepare everything. You got to be able to teach people and educate people on what preparations and, you know, spices and seasonings and all this different yeah. stuff. And like, Hey, this is what's going to work best for that. I'm not even there. I'm just learning the butchery side of things, Yeah, you know? And, the, and then, you know, he and Brian really work on all the production and, and the recipes and stuff like that, that, you know, I kind of, I, I learn a little bit by proxy just by being near them and yeah. I'll pick up on that shit later. You know, I want to yeah. learn the butchery side of things. Not time yet. The business is running. We pay the bills. We don't, you know, it's, you know, there's no, it's all good. Cool. But I want to learn more about butchery now than ever. And I've had more of an appreciation in the last couple of months than this whole time. Yeah. And now, and I feel like Dustin said, it's like, there is a little bit of masochistic, like pleasure in hundred percent, like waking up at fucking three o'clock in the morning and going into the shop at three forty-five and being there until 
7458 or sleeping there and yeah. just working through the night and just getting three hours of sleep and yeah. doing it all like just because we have it's what we have to do it's but it's what oh, it's what i want to do yeah you know? and it's, exactly it's what you want we're to providing do. we're providing something that i really want to provide if if we didn't have our customers though it would all be fucked yeah so like that's what we feed off of it's like we feel, we literally we, we feed on our meat because awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we, we eat our meat every fucking day, uh, which is really fucking dope. <laughs> we were super lucky to, to have good quality product that gives us energy, but yeah. we also feed off of our customers that come in. And I'd say 95% of our customers are the shit. They're awesome. And we've, because we've, we've the, met some great people and we've learned a lot from them. And that ni- in that niche part of society you're going to attract people who are like-minded and you're going to be able to engage with them and have conversations like this in your shop you know people who are into it will come you know there might be some people who are like are you know real cookie cutter arcadia come in there like oh what is all this about you know what is all this wine you know like they might be over their heads but like and but you know people who are attracted to like a local localized meat source are probably like attracted to the same, you know, uh, deep, deep thoughts that you guys are attracted to. Like listening to you talk, Dustin is fucking awesome, man. Like you are so goddamn intelligent and articulate. And both of you, are. I don't want to downplay you. Oh Nick. no, I'm not You're, smart, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys like, I, it's really fucking, I'm so, I'm seriously, seriously just like in awe just listening to you talk Dustin, because the way you think is just, I've, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, you know, like I, it's a very similar thought process um but it's just uh it's just interesting you know like you're going to attract when you're creating that environment for those kind of people you're going to attract cool people and then it makes it makes it all worth it you know what i mean totally you know like it it, it's amazing i mean we have we have customers that just come in and they buy stuff and then they leave they'll come in and they'll just buy raw milk they don't say a fucking word or they'll call on the phone you have you have milk (laughs) that's all they care about yeah (laughs) that's it They'll come in and they'll just buy eggs and then bounce or they'll come in and buy meat and just bounce. But then yeah. there's the ones that come in and sit down at the table. Oh, and yeah. next thing you know, somebody else comes and sits down and they're just conversing. That's and so it's cool. really neat that there's this space that has been created for people to just be. Yeah. Do you like being there? I love it. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. Like it's, I, it's, it's home. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to feel home for you as an owner, too, who's spending that much time there. It has to be a representation of you. And that's something that, like, at some point in my life, it would be cool to create a space that would have, I mean, an incorporated space, like a pretty large space that is, like, basically my home expressed through an amazing building with, like, two, you know, two bars, a fucking coffee shop that operates. There's, like, a bookstore, a plant shop. A meat, a, a little meat sec- section, a small lunch place, like the whole thing is kind of like, you know, how the soda market kind of like, but but yeah. not stupid, you know. And have you have you been to the source in Denver? No. Yeah, check that place out. Okay, and it'd be like a, it'd be like all like spice that. shop, tea shop. It, you know, I would want it with a tree in the middle, and around where the tree hits is a ceiling, and it's like sealed off, and up, up above there's a like a tiki bar above that with like a fucking where all the branches of the tree are. You're in this tree, tiki hut, like the whole place is surrounded by trees. It's like fruit trees, garden. The whole thing is a big garden. There's like gray water. There's, there's solar panels. Everything's like, 
as green as can be, that would be an ideal thing. And I would spend a lot of time there. Cool. Eventually in life, you know, if I can build up myself in the meantime and make a, make enough money to be able to, you know, I just want to be able to, I want to be, you know, at some point in my life, I'm going to be, I'm always going to want to work, but it'd be nice to, you know, have that retire age, be like, cool. I have a few million dollars where I can my like work hard now and, and be smart. I don't have to work that hard to be, to, to put money into a Roth IRA and be okay when I'm 65, you know? Or you can go get a job for somebody working 40, 50 hours a week and just get a paycheck every every two weeks and, you know, go that path. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I, <laughs> no. I want, I, I do too many, I'm, I'm too spread out for what I want to do. And I notice when I spend too much time in a place, uh, I start to develop, Especially a place that's not like undertow. I love, I really, really love, but you know, there's a, there's a, a, a point where it's been too much, you know? And so where am I? And I know it. I'm like, I know every three months I need to take five days off. I need it every quarter. I need to take five days of not being there, not thinking about it, reset. And then I'm back and I'm on fire for it. Great. Cause I love doing that there, but it's, I don't love doing it enough to do it. 70, 80 hours a week because of this, the podcast, because of the garden, because of maintaining my fruit trees, maintaining my fucking friendships, relationships, maintaining my music, my art, my comedy, like my liqueurs, like all the things I want to do. And so I'm trying to like not take on any new projects, but like they keep coming. So I'm just chasing it, but it's just interesting. I don't know if I'm rabbit holing or just derailing in general, but I just no. like to, um, I, I think, I think everybody needs a reset button. Yeah. yeah. I'm as a one-tracked mind individual as I've ever known, um, except for maybe my dad. My dad might be a better example of that. But, I mean, he's a masochist in so many ways that I could never imagine being because he actually does a job that he's really good at but that he completely hates. And I can't imagine a worse hell than that because I do a job that I feel like I'm okay at and I want to be better at but I completely love yeah, with all of my heart. There's been very few days that I wake up in the morning and go, fuck, I really don't want to go into work. Very few. And when those days happen, I realize that I am the fortunate few. So mm-hmm. I don't really understand. I don't understand the concept of the time that you spend every day. Wow. I mean, like I, I you know, I've told Nick this before. We're both very aware of this now, like a, more than a year and a half into the gig, right? Nick and I spend more time together than he spends with anybody else in his life that I spend with anybody else in my life, you know? Yeah. And we're both still learning things about the business, about one another, about how we work, about so many things. It's like it it's a never-ending cycle of this, that, and the other thing. And like you said before, like it's a never ending task list. If you're not stretching, if you're not reaching, if you're not going for broke in so many ways, you are not doing enough for the business. It's yep. kind of funny. We'll learn, we'll learn silly shit too. Yeah. <laughs> like yesterday we, I forget exactly what the example was. I'm like, fuck it. Almost, it took us almost two years to remember or to learn that. Yeah. Like you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Like that's so simple. My f- like yeah. It was my f- a process. My yeah. favorite example recently was, uh, Nick was cooking eggs cause he typically makes breakfast cause he, you know, we, we all eat throughout the day at some point, but, um, he had made some eggs. <laughs> he had fried some eggs and some butter and said, dude, fuck you, fuck you. 
Well, no, and I only mention this because it's so it's like it's a frame of reference thing, right? Yeah. I never I've never cooked. I just cook for myself. Yeah, yeah. and I've Is never it, learned from anybody. Every, just, yeah, because oh. every, everybody's olive everybody. oil and eggs. That's what my mom used to do. <laughs> what do you know? You can use fucking butter and it tastes better. Oh, In, environmentally eggs. speaking, you know, like everybody grows up eating this type of food this type of way. You know, like everybody's journey's not the same, and that's yeah. cool, right? But uh, you know, Nick Nick had said something the other day about um, man, I I cook I cook some eggs and some butter and holy shit, they were awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I looked at him sideways like I couldn't fucking believe what he was telling me. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's like really. And I said, yeah, really. What were what were you using? And it was every other fucking thing in the book except for butter. And I was like, okay, well, using Jello. Your day, your day has just gotten better, apparently. So <laughs> using plastic wrap, thumb stick, <laughs> thumbs up. Hey, let's well, put I, let's put a sandwich menu in the window. Oh no shit! But you know what? That might I, be a good I, idea. I think yeah, you know as, so as silly as silly as silly as that anecdotal story is. That is a perfect illustration of the journey that people go on throughout their lives with respect to learning about food and cooking in general, right? Yeah. Is we deal with a lot of questions in the butcher shop, a lot of people that, you know, are varying degrees of their journey of being able to provide for themselves and their families. And yeah. regardless of whatever whatever level of that journey they're on, everyone is as equally important as the next. And at times I get frustrated with those things because, you know, it seems sort of common and obvious to me, like, oh, how do you cook a steak? Or, oh, you cook indoors? Yeah, is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is to smoke up your kitchen kind of normal when you're cast cooking iron. at high heat? Yeah. And yeah. my dumbass has never cast iron yet. Yeah, that's okay. You know, you admit it, you're fine. Whatever. Yeah, I, 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 was, I converted in January. I've been wanting I, I to moved. for a long time. I just remember at the worst times when I'm about to cook. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go out. I just was out. I'm not going to go out again. I used to use a grill for everything. And in January, I moved and I didn't have a barbecue. I need So a I, I got a cast iron, all steaks, all chops, all chicken, like everything. Yeah. Cast iron. Do you know anybody that's good, uh, that's knowledgeable about barbecues or somebody that knows how to how to fix gas uh, delivery to a barbecue? Because I have that gazebo with like a fucking rotisserie thing and a barbecue, but they don't work. Yeah. I got a guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's in the next like month or two. Try to get connected. It'd be cool because that shit I would love for that to work. I don't necessarily want to buy a grill since there's one already out there. Yeah. There's some dudes out in Tempe that are pretty cool. Cool. Not, they know how to cook too. Sweet. Um, yeah, I, I, I love those small little journeys. We, we, we go on, um, to, to learn this is small small little things where you're like oh, i'm a fucking idiot but Dude, I'm, owning it's breaking so, down a pig yesterday and uh -huh. it's like I, I have him to bounce that, like questions off of yeah him. and i might be doing something and i think i know mm -hmm. and i'm stubborn you can hear him peeing so oh yeah he's got a good flow it's really good flow it's consistent i'm like fuck it i'm gonna go for it i'm uh -huh. not gonna ask him because i don't want to bug him you know, I want like I've already had him explain this to me once or twice or three times or whatever, and then I fuck it up. It's like, dude, why didn't you just ask me? Like, I don't care. I'll tell you. Like, call me. I don't care. You don't feel like you're bugging me. I I want you to because like that voice in my head, whatever it is, 
I'll, I'll neglect it. And then I learn the hard way. And then I'm, I've actually learned. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, yeah, it's, you know, someone can tell you, you know, this is how, you, how to do it. Am I going to listen? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Well, and that, if I, and if I don't, I'm going to learn the hard way. And then all of a sudden, all right, now that's imprinted in my mind. And now I understand. Yeah. Cause I've, I fucked it up. Mm-hmm. I had to throw 30 pounds of pork away the other day because I screwed up oh. a recipe that we were doing for a new restaurant that took us on. And I just, I was it salvageable him. at all? No, really? No. What'd you do? Nah. Did you spoil it? <laughs> I added 10 times the amount of pepper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed. Well, I wasn't as pissed as he was. Cause he's like, you just like, you knew that was wrong. Right. I said, yeah, I even, I even looked at Brian. I'm like, this just doesn't seem right. And I didn't want to bug him. Cause it was in the morning. He's on his drive in. <laughs> We're in there just trying to get shit done. I'd been in the shop all night. I didn't really sleep. And that's probably why. Cause he didn't trying sleep. to just be productive and also, you know, own it and, and, and take care of shit without having to mm-hmm. like lean on him. And all I needed to do was like, Hey dude, this just seems weird. Yeah. Like I, I, I have this, you know, I, this just seems weird to me. I should ask, you know, is this right? And I didn't. Yeah. So, you Shit. know, I'll never do it again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I've, I've learned, I've had a few of those this year too. Where like, oh, I'm fucking an idiot. I mean, I did, I mean, even with like this, even my own, I like to fail on my own dime a lot. I don't, I have, a, I'd like to try to fail in my head before I fail in real life. <laughs> and so it, it, it causes a degree curve. of anxiety. Yeah. But I also, I'm, I'm, I uh, embrace failure because my cool, I, I'm learning. I, I'm shaping myself to be a better version. And it's funny. I was on my drive home today thinking about, uh, it's my parents live like about 40 minutes away from here. So it's a substantial amount of time to think. And <laughs> I was just thinking about, I'm like, Oh man, there's a lot of people who whether they don't care about bettering themselves or don't or aren't even aware of the fact that they can better themselves. Like there's so many people who just don't want to, Oh my God, it's so funny. Uh, don't want to better themselves. I'm like, I, I refuse, I don't want to hang out with people or spend any time with someone who does not want to better themselves. And, and like, or just own fair failure. Yeah. We have people that come in and they blame us because they screwed something up like a chuck roast or a brisket or short ribs. Oh, those were too chewy. Well, what'd you, how'd you prepare it? And then they tell us and it's I like, Hey, I love man. those. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Well, this cut of meat doesn't have a lot of fat you, on you it. Needed so you don't want a few wanna... more hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lower in that braise. You know what? I got to tell you that cow knew before it died that it was going to fuck your dinner up. He hates you, Amy. So bad. He hates you, Amy. And your husband's cheating on you. <laughs> someone younger than your daughter because you're out of, you're out of shape Amy and you need to start getting more fit so next time you come into my shop think about this fucking chuck roast eat more grass fed beef eat more grass fed beef and run and that's exactly, go on walks that's exactly what I want to drive home is that that cow knew everything and saw you I'm gonna get tense for this bitch that's right mm-hmm I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure my lactic acid buildup is at an all time high before they bump me so in lactic. the face. I'm so lactic. That's right, dude. I love getting lactic, dude. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Are these the coolest glasses? I'm so enthralled by them. Little Blakely's. <coughs> They're like uh, an old gas station um, in Arizona. They what? Would, they would give you these upon fill up. Beautiful. Yeah, they're like collectors' things. I don't collect shit. I just see them and I, I, I like these ones. You know, I like frosted glass. You know what they look like is the uh, when I walk into El Super sometimes to buy chilies. 
Um, okay. They look like the the Mother Virgin Mary uh, can- yes. candelabra glasses. But cooler. They're frosted like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only just, in this case, they contain beer instead of, you know, candle wax. <laughs> well, I mean, that might be candle wax. I don't know. It feels more nourishing than candle wax. Can you right prove now. it? Not really. Okay, so you're just going on feelings. I mean, if you want to give me a sobriety test in your living room, I guess we could prove to your audience <laughs> to some degree. How's We're going to videotape it. You, would you like more? Yes, please. Okay. I'm, I'm down to... Uh, just one little... You can have as much as you want. I just know that like, I have to uh, pace myself because we're going to be drinking a lot tonight. What's the time? Let's see the time because... Okay, we got fucking an hour and a half. Um, uh, oh, sweet. We're in good shape for all those three, I'm not, three to seven people. Someone's not mad at me. You were going to text. You're like, oh, yes, they're not mad at me. No. I just want to make everyone happy. You know. That's true. But I also want to like make jokes about it. Be drunk. You know, I don't think being drunk is the funnest thing ever. This is cool. So, so throughout <laughs> the day, it's, it's very full. Throughout yeah, the day, yeah. we get customers that text me for different reasons, mostly. But I love you. That was fucking <laughs> awesome. The chuck roast was delicious. Great. Best sandwich ever. Dude, those sandwiches, oh, man. Dustin, <sighs> Dustin's sandwich game is on point. You should do a sausage sandwich. For all sandwich. you listening, you guys got to come in and try the sandwiches. Can you do a linguist sausage, sausage sandwich? sandwich? Yeah. That sounds like fun, actually. Yeah. I would eat that every day. So, <clears throat> I that I, is good. Yeah. God. Thank you. Good job, man. Thanks, man. You want to try beautiful? Want to try more? I have more. Yes. I have different ones. Yes, I want to try all the things. Suck it down. Here. Okay. No this is the. Uh, Suck it. Twist down. my arm. <laughs> I can't say. Bring it. Suck it down. Take it easy mm. on that shop, there, boy. Bring me the boy. Yeah. It's Bring okay. me the boy. I want to inspect him. What? Is my boy up? Bring him to me. Don't be so mm. scared of it now. Que es eso? These tickles, mm. daddy. Uh, that it is an herbal liqueur. <clears throat> <clears throat> 23 different herbs. Whoa. And spices. That's, that's so many botanicals. I like to learn about botanicals and spices too and bring it down. Whoa, that is so different. Yeah. That's beautiful as well. Yeah. Good job, man. Thanks, man. Solid. When are you going to start selling this stuff legit? Well, I need to have a about $2,000 license and some some place where I can get that license approved of. <clears throat> so that's going to probably involve me having to work with an existing distillery and be under their brand and take a cut of it, of whatever it may be. Hopefully in the next week and a half, that person that I'm going to be working with will be freed up. Is it someone that you've had on the podcast already? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, Yeah, boy. So <laughs> I will be going down to three days a week at Undertow so I can maintain the peace in my own life. I like to work in bursts. So it's something about me, which I like to do shit in bursts. So if I'm working, I want to grind for a month or two as hard as I can and then take a month off. You know, I like to bam, 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 bam. Cool. And then... We'll take take a long leisure time and then you know that reset. Like I, I just operate in, in that kind of way, and so uh, um, <clears throat> I gonna try doing that with my weeks. So I'll work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'll have four days off. But those four days off aren't gonna be filled with leisure. There's gonna be one day where I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna, gonna do off. shit. It's four days off to work on my other things. You know, good, good for you, man. Yeah, I just realize I'm like, it's too much. Forty five hours a week. It's it's a it's it's a lot for what I'm trying to do. If that was just the only thing I cared about, 
cool. It'd be, that'd be awesome. Maybe it'd be so freeing, but like, fuck that. I, life's too colorful. I got to explore the other shit. Um, I really, really love learning about botanicals and just like, you know, spices and everything is a fucking plant. You don't have animals without plants. You don't have alcohol without plants. You don't have flavor without plants. <clears throat> And that shit turns me on. Like, just literally, like, we'll go out if you want and just scratch the grapefruits. The, they're unripened, but unripe grapefruits on that tree and smell the essential oils on your finger. It's like, it's it's an experience. Rubbing the citrus leaves together, it's just like, oh my, it just resonates all throughout me, you know? Smelling tarragon. Eating, I like, on my before work, my little pre-work snack, I just go pick up some tarragon and all the uh, anethole, the, the anise molecule. Um, doesn't bind with water. We were talking about earlier how certain oils don't bind. They're not soluble with water. And and so even talking about this, I don't know enough about chemistry, so I feel like I, I'm not doing it justice to explain it. But it's not soluble with water, so it kind of leaves like a veil over your tongue and it numbs your tongue. It's really crazy. So tarragon will like give you a little like spritzy, like almost like Szechuan uh, peppercorn. Oh, that's that yeah. was such a weird experience the first time I, I, know. I had Szechuan peppercorn, and I felt like I had the the <coughs> the palsy. I know it's I, the pals. Yeah, I did. I oh felt totally numb in my mouth. Palsy D. Yeah. Oh, we should make a character called Palsy D, like Pauly D, but Palsy D. Palsy. Yeah. Palsy D. I did. So fucking wrong. I, I, I did. I. It was. It was wholly. <laughs> it was wholly new. It was, Do you enjoy yeah. that? I kind of, I'm kind of like it now. I used to for the first few times I initially because like, yeah. I didn't know what to expect from it. I was, I was very put off by it. Yeah, but uh, you know, and subsequent trials with less sexual and peppercorns, it was yeah enjoyable. Yeah, <clears throat> like yeah, there, you know, just, it's okay. Yeah, a little bit's fine. It's a little, a little bit. tingle, but it's also like you're. I can't taste anything through this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just this sparkly thing that's like. It's a little bit almost inappropriate sometimes. So as you make stuff, do you do you weigh everything and yeah, and I do by gram and then certain things I do less of. So like I like to really balance things out. So like say for this one that you're drinking, I did yeah, like I said, twenty three different things. But like the the rosemary, the mint, uh, the thyme, and the Tulsi basil were. No, no, not Tulsi basil. Tulsi basil was more because I wanted to taste it more. But those all have about the same level of. <clears throat> solubility, I guess the, the the same amount is kind of balanced. Whereas if I did that same amount with cloves, it'd be overpowering because cloves by concentration, each clove is a little flower bud. There are 80 to 90% eugenol concentration per clove. So 80 to 90% by weight of that clove is actually the oil that's responsible for its flavor. Holy shit. And it, yeah, so you don't need, a little goes a long way. So certain things are really potent and you use less of. Certain things are not as potent and you use more of. The, so that's why when I create a brine for like a ham <clears throat> or something pork related, right? Yeah. There's like <clears throat> three cloves per gallon of liquid or whatever it is. You don't need it's a like lot. It's yeah. like minuscule. Yeah. Very, I, I didn't know small. Dustin's knowledge until he comes into the shop. We start working. First week goes by, and he's like, "Hey, man, I wanna, I wanna get rid of all those seasoning packages that you're using for for your <coughs> sausage." Like, what the fuck you mean? Like, they're all natural. It's all like good quality stuff. I was buying from a company that was just pre-packaged. Pre-seasoned. So mix. many compliments is like, that's the best sausage I've ever had. This is like the first four months of us opening. We mm -hmm. were using this stuff from a company out in San Diego. 
He's like, no, man, I want to go to the spice shop and just buy our own shit. And <clears throat> I looked at him, I'm like, you know, you have recipes for all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I got, I, I got some recipes. And I was nervous as fuck. Yeah. Because we changed everything one week. And then he tweaked it once more the following. And it was just on point. Yeah. So all of our, all of our sausages went to house made <clears throat> spices that, you know, we were buying it's, fresh. It's the, it's like, such a turn on to like, see, like I love fuck, it takes so much time, but it's, it's <laughs> time. Uh, <laughs> of, I don't know if I have the time. Oh my God. We run out of time all the time. Uh, I'll have all of the olives there. Oh, do you guys want to brine olives? There's so many olives in this fucking neighborhood that nobody's using. Just pick them and fucking Brian's solution ferment them for like six months. That sounds like a job for somebody we haven't hired yet. Dustin doesn't have the time. I don't have the time. I, I just the time. I don't I don't have the time either. Hopefully in the more next the few olives. weeks I can. I don't have the time more the olives. Well, Los Olivos Park is filled with olives, so I just want to go pick them. Nobody's gonna fucking yell at me, and then brine them all and see if I can make my own olive fucking brine. I bought a book on it. It's we so do hi- it. We yeah. hired a guy named Brian, so that's close enough to Brian. Brian, 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 man. I'm Brian's Brian. Well, come on down and join Brian's Brian. We sell all sorts of brands with only three cloves per gallon, and don't fuck up the pork. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 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 oh, who do you guys buy spices through? Have you, um, you know about Mountain mostly, No, I mean I've Saguaro Spice Company. Okay. And do you go to the store. Yeah, just because it's easier. It's a lot easier just for me to drive down the road and just purchase. I got you guys some good good shots. We're part of the uh, post. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you I'm, I'm of, one of those. Like you heard of Mount I, Hope, though. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, and okay. I've, I've, they're in Cottonwood. And, yeah. You know, I know who they are. I think they're great. Their prices. It are just good. ends up being easier for me because I'm not the I'm not on my computer at all. Oh, okay. Usually, and I just make a round on Monday normally, and I do my rounds. I pick up everything from the sense. shop. And then throughout the week, as we run out of shit, because it's like, wait, I was just at that store. Why didn't I buy yeah. that? The lemons. Yeah. We, <laughs> we knew we were going to need on Friday when I was at the shop on Monday. That was so yeah. dumb and make another trip. Will you guys use but pomegranates yeah. for anything? We can figure something out. Yeah. If you, yeah. you ha- I don't know if you have like a juicer, but like, you know, those like press juicers. We, we do. We get all sorts of just shit. fucking make a grenadine and I don't know, make a pomegranate molasses at your place. Just reduce it. Oh, don't you fucking dare me to. I uh, will. Gotta give you the fucking palms, bro. I got them balls outside. Girl. Seriously, though, if you want them, please take. I in don't, our, in our small them. space, we've had a couple of people coming in and been like, holy shit, you guys got a lot going on. Can I like this little do a 1200 t- square foot? Can I get a tour of your place sometime? Arena. I've never been back there. I just yeah. want to see what you got going on. Really? We haven't taken you back there. What? It's kind You've of never upsetting. been behind the counter? I ain't been behind I'm, that counter. I'm sorry. Oh I'm sorry for that. Yeah. I will. I will. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he, Dustin he, will give you a private tour. So do, the, do this. Take it and put the small side in and then shove it. <laughs> you, yes. He, he just me. wants to hold the Don't mic Don't tell to me how mouth. to readjust my mic, okay? <laughs> I feel like I'm giving a Jurassic Park tour right now. <laughs> Look at that sweet, sweet sound. All right, I feel um, pretty good right now. So, uh, that's that's disturbing. I'm sorry you haven't been in our shop in that capacity. That seems kind of like you should have been. Yeah, most point. most friends get the tour. 
Yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. I'm not worried about I, I it. I think we're past that point. It's so. so fucking nice to have a community like I do to be able to just go into a shop and just say hi to friends. You know, like I went the other day, I went to this, the, uh, to, um, loose leaf tea company, um, behind Trotto and I dropped off a bunch of pomegranates and limes to Trotto. Um, just like, Hey, if you guys want these here, I do it all the time to Cassie. I was like, Hey, do you want lime quats? She puts them on the menu that night or Hey, do you want this? Like, I don't, she's, she's bomb. She's fucking awesome. Fuck, she's such a good chef. And she's just cool. She's not, she's unpretentious. Like she's a hard ass too. She'll fucking kill you if she has to. But I just like, I, I, I really enjoy Cassie and I shout out to you, Cassie. I don't know if you're listening, but you're awesome. Um, I just love, and I love blaze over there. He's, I think arguably the most important bartender in the whole state. He, he, and he, it's not like he's making the craziest, Oh, you're mixing all these wacky ingredients and doing all this infusion, blah, blah, blah. He's just so smart about infusing. He makes his own vermouth and he's so good at it, dude. I've learned so much from him just from like a few hours of conversation multiple times. And, um, I, I can't wait to have him on here or something I really want to make happen by the end of the year. But he, um, dude, he's just, he's been making vermouth for nine years. Whoa. I've been doing it for like a, a year. I made one vermouth and it really turned out good. So I'm like, I want to keep doing this, but like blaze, can you teach me any tips to help? And he just, I just ask and he just tells me a few things and that whole team there is solid. It is. They're, yeah. they're so they're so what I'm about in terms of food. Well, you know? and, and, I, and I should say above the team. I mean, obviously, Chris like has attracted that we were talking about. He's early, earlier. Yeah. It's like you, you foster this. The awards. Well, you create the space and then you foster this like. Helps that Oprah and Jimmy Kimmel and, fucking love him. But truth. You but know, that, but, but, but he is who he is, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a reason why they do. It's so local. It's like he's come into the shop a couple times and cool. I've never met him. Is he cool? Oh, I, dude, I still want awesome. that sheet yeah. tray back, by the way, Chris, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Chris, give us our sheet tray. When you bought that porchetta, because we're a small <clears throat> business and that sheet tray is like $12. I think it's seven ninety nine at standard. You know what? But, it's but still, seven ninety nine is seven ninety nine. You know what? It's Nick, it's $12. Okay. Have you guys met? Um, Just in case. You guys met Tamara? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love her. Have you... Jeez. You, know, you guys know Sasha too, right? Yeah. Is she buying anything for Century Grand for you guys yet? Sasha, you should be buying Sasha, some stuff I want to. I can't wait to connect Grand. with her. I feel like her and I'll I will see you later along. tonight, hopefully. Hope her and I wait, would Wait, it's along. Sunday. She's probably off. I think she's there, dude. I mean, yeah. it's her third, fourth well, day open. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to her. We're there in like an hour and a half, man. I'm excited. We're setting I'm up so opportunity. I, well, we just we just got the delivery van yeah. up and running cool. last week, so it took like a month to get the shit ready right. to roll. We had to bring it back to wondering who I can the company with. that was doing the refrigeration on it because it wasn't right. Yeah, structurally, that the unit wasn't supported on the that's top cool of the van. So we had to bring it back and fund a get it back. Refrigerating that's probably not cheap by any stretch. Uh, no, I just had to sell my last house to do it. It's oh actually, yeah, it's not it? like we funded it through the business. I just put oh. the rest of my. It was actually, it was actually it. super cheap. <laughs> I love you. So I just hey, balls deep. We would we like keep going. We would like the opportunity <laughs> to thank deep. the refrigeration company that didn't install it properly, that decided to install it properly finally. Thank you so for, thank you, refrigeration company, for doing what you should have done initially. We'll, we'll tag them in the show notes. And Dustin's dad, Matt Bo, that made it all happen. Yeah, yeah. Your dad out here. Special special shout out to Matt Bo and the unnamed dealership for which Matt Bo works. 
thank you mm. for making. Yeah, that we don't happen. want to piss any so, large corporations off. The fuck, large know? corporations. You Actually, would, I do. I want to piss off some large corporations. <laughs> me too. Just yeah. we, we, we've we've heard that some of Stewie's, some of Stewie's guests have pissed off some corps. Yeah. None specifically. None specifically. Hey, you've made it to the first ever edit of the Tell Your Mom I Love Her podcast. Aren't you fucking excited? So what happened was uh, there were some things that were said, um, not on my part, but on my guests. I'm going to fucking throw them under the bus, make me do this shit. They didn't think they were very appropriate, uh, and they wanted to cut it out, and I respect that, and I'm glad they did, because I don't want anyone to get in trouble. Anyway, so with that, I want to give you a little gardening tip, okay? So when you're planting your plants and you put your plant in the ground and compacted the soil or whatever, soil, soil, and you've added your water and stuff and kind of make sure that plant has a good start after the transplant from the pot, what you want to do is to cover the top uh, inch or two layer of your soil, especially in Arizona, with uh, either shredded cedar, any kind of shredded wood, hay, some sort of like woody um, layer, like two inches high, that will allow for uh, less water to escape the top of the soil and it helps your water retention for your plants and it makes it a little easier for them. And then what happens with that is that stuff starts to break down over time and it actually feeds the soil from the top. So little fun fact for you. Back to the episode. Oh, fuck. Do you have any siblings? That's what I was going to ask you. Me? Yeah. I do, yeah. No, not you. I was talking to someone else. Sorry. It's awkward. Anyway. I guess you can answer the question if you'd like. You have siblings? I mean, sibling. If, I, if I'm the only one left, then I guess I, I, I suppose I do, yeah. Yeah? A boy or a female? Um, <laughs> last time I checked, she was female. <laughs> you checked? Oh. Uh-oh, he oh, checked. Oh, hey Inspection. Uh, yeah. We have a variety of soaps. Uh, Nick, feel free to use whichever soap uh, suits your fancy. Oh, wow. perfect. I love all natural. It's actually not all natural. It's all naturally scented. Labeling is kind of tricky. I want to make my own soap. I want to make my own soap one day, you know? Uh, we got a customer that uses our lard to make soap, and it's awesome. I use your lard for uh, <clears throat> for my happy time. Young's Market. Shout out to Young's Market. No, I'm just saying a shout out. I'm just giving a shout out to Young's Market Company. I love, yeah. I love Young's Market. Right. We shouldn't said their name you know they get all pissed off i don't know anything about that i don't either i'm just saying shout out to young's market so if you're listening young's market i will uh, gladly advertise for you huh? I, li- I like your booze you like my booze want some more I like, booze i like your booze we gotta try another one i should have brought more beer no i got hey, beer by the there. way wandering tortoise thank you for the pueblo vita pueblo vita thank you for brewing thank you for the wandering tortoise pueblo vita See. This episode is brought to you by Wandering Tortoise, Pueblo Vita's Wandering Tortoise. Uh, view Thank you by. for wandering into the Pueblo Vita Wandering Tortoise. Wandering around for a while. <laughs> Welcome down to Wandering's Tortoise, uh, Vita's Zen, all Vita's Zen. Pueblo. I got a Pueblo house. I bought a, I, I bought a Pueblo house. I feel <laughs> like you? this is where should, no. we should pump some gangster rap. I feel like uh, Boom. we're lacking a little bit of... Uh, Oh, there's the beat. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's got to be a little more harder. Like, <laughs> that's good, man. Goddamn. I'm a musician, ho. I'm a beatboxing motherfucker, dude. Are you really moving to Nashville? Yeah, man. Good for you. I got to try it out. Hey. Save your path. <sighs> But I want to live. Do I want to live both. Do what that voice tells you. I want to live both, man. I want to own a house here and there. Good for you. But do I don't. 
You can. See. I gotta try it out. Coast to coast. That oh, sounds like a this? ludicrous song. This is my this, this is my flagship one that I like Flagship. the best. It's a the only qualm that I personally have with it is it's more of a clove liqueur is what it turned into. But it's uh, clovey. Cheers. Oh. We got eye, yeah. eye contact with you. Cheers, too. Thank you, Eric Lomsky. I love Eric Lomsky. Uh, fucking, that guy's amazing. See, but we've cheers three times so far. And no eye contact. Because I remember that part of that podcast. Yeah, I, fuck I, was, I, was, I was looking was at very, you and you were looking at very, me, Dick. It was very Fernet Bronca of you, my friend. Yeah? Yeah. Ooh. I, I love Ooh. it. It's so good. Man, it's tasty. That, that, is, is, that is a digestive. Oh, the amount of love I feel when I'm crafting in a liqueur, when I'm putting the herbs in is and the spices in, is one of the best feelings ever. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so, it's just so intimate. I, I fucking like, love I doing like it. I just brush my teeth and swallow my toothbrush. And that's when you know you're doing what you should be. <laughs> the bristles sliding down my esophagi. Mm. You know but what I call it? Like, but that is when you know you're doing what you should be. Yeah, and Agreed. I and that's the only thing I want to do. I don't want to do shit I don't want to do. Sometimes there's a masochistic thing where like, oh, I love doing this. Like when I went at the gym and I'm like, man, I'm tired. Cool. We're going to do 10 more. Oh man, I won't do 10 more. Okay. We're going to do five more minutes. Oh fuck. You got, you got five more minutes, right? Okay, cool. I feel like a koala that just deep throated its last lunch. You know what I'm saying? Eucalyptus, bro. Wait yeah. down the gullet. You know why they call it the soft esophagus? Yeah. The soft, the soft, it's better if it's soft down there. Esophagus. What? <laughs> I don't know. Can you get, can you guys get any, um, Koala? No. <sighs> Koala, no. What about some other wild game? I think yes. what we, we got. We got a guy wild. wild so game bat, bats are mammals. Is there bat milk? I have a friend who's inquiring about bat milk, and I think that if we we could start a fucking craze of a bat milk, uh, bottled bat milk. Hey, we're bottled bat milk. Brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Bat milk latte. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> no coffee at all. We just microwave the milk. Guano. Guano. Extra guano. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Guano. Guano <laughs> thing or two about bat milk. Did you guys drive here or did you disappear? Uber. Oh, nice, dude. I'm buying a bike. Sponsored by Uber. Oh, thank you. Uber's our new sponsor. Fifty bucks every five years. <laughs> no, we're your new sponsor. That's I know. Boom. This is a special announcement. This episode is brought to you by Arcadia Meat Market. I'm going to sponsor the, or advertise the shit out of you guys. I would like Arcadia. for you to give me a few talking points that you would like me when I do advertise. That way I'm not saying anything wrong. Okay. We'll figure that out. Yeah. When, when the time comes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to use the Because we are, we are sponsoring you. So You, you guys know. are sponsoring yeah. me. That's true. And I wouldn't want any sponsors on here that I wouldn't like well, you wouldn't, or use. I, you know? I don't think you put people on your podcast that you wouldn't want to sponsor. I know. So, and like, I don't mean to be offensive. And if I'm not speaking to anyone in particular, there's a few. Never mind. I'm not going to even say it. It's yeah. not even worth being Anywho, negative. Moving on. Moving on. You got to go take a leak. Yeah, I'm just going to go right here. Oh, why is it? Oh, <laughs> I got a, yeah, I got a cup that's empty. Uh, no, I'm going to just, I want my, I'm going to be wet. <laughs> why does it burn? <laughs> Why does it burn when I pee? I've heard from a friend. You just got to ride it out. Okay. You know. Ah! There we go. I'm done. It's true. Good buddy of mine. I'm actually going to go. You guys ride, need to... Ride it out. Keep the... Can you keep the airwaves f uh, filled with... Dustin's your, got this. Yeah. Okay, cool. He's got, he's got Beanie in. You know, I, I think we can. As much as we'd like to think that Stewie is with us, um, he's still with us. Thank you, Nick, for adjusting my microphone. 
<clears throat> I think it's important to remember during these trying times that um, everybody's in drift. Everybody is adrift in a sea of not knowing. And what we really have to keep in mind during these times is that nobody really knows anything. But what we do know for sure is that we don't know. <laughs> and as long as we don't know, we're never going to know. And that's okay. That's a good spot to be, you know? So when you don't know, you really know that you don't know. And continuing on from here, I think it's important to note that Stewie just went to the bathroom and that Nick and I. But who knows? Both really don't know. Who knows? Other than that we do know that Stewie went to the bathroom. Whoopsies. And he'll be back very, very soon. Why? What do you mean? But we do definitely appreciate your dedication and interest to the podcast. If, if you're listening this long, we do. Yeah, especially now that it's been like, what? Holy shit. Almost two know. hours. Almost two hours of drivel. Do you really know that it's been two hours? And derailment and very, very scary enlightenment in so many ways. Buy meat from us. And I'm sorry if it hasn't been it's lightning. Been an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, That's an hour bad. and a half. That's not bad. No, as, it's not bad at all. It may as well have been 90 minutes, okay? So, <laughs> whatever you say. I'm going to fucking... You said there's beer in the refrigerator? Yeah, there. whatever you want in there. Thank Christ for that. Thank dog Jesus and every one of Christ, his who may or may five have, finger who may or may not have existed. Uh, no, let's not do wine. I just because we'll get too lit and we got a whole night ahead of us of drinking and I know Dustin's gonna. Here's here's the thing I think. What dog? You know, based on uh, based on Stewie's mustachioed visage. You guys need more ranch at or candy Semi glaring at me across the whatever microphone field. Take whatever you want, dude. Pop it over. There are a lot of very special people out there. Yes. Devoting their time and ear holes to our shenanigans, and mm-hmm. um, that's actually a pretty special thing because we generally don't get a platform to speak on things that we know and care about as Sunday much as we know and care about things. This is a low platform. This is basically one step up on the, uh, yeah, I think a step stool. This that's is true. a squatty potty. I was just gonna say that. E- Epic get brewing. out of my head. That's so weird. <laughs> Epic brewing. I shit upside down though. Ghosts. Honestly, it's got I, a nice label of that. Sometimes when I shit, I just stand up and I squeeze my ass cheeks together, and then I go to the bat by my hose uh, outside and just bidet my bidet my life away. Did you did you hear that? He goes to his hose and bidets his life away, and that is today, so romantic. This bidet today and so well thought and so succinctly put. I want bidets installed all around my house. I want plumbing throughout my entire house. It's, it's just, not. It's not. It's no longer rose all day. It's bidet all day. Okay. Rosie all day? Yeah. What is Rose that? all day. Rose, oh. Bidet all day. Rose is cool, but fuck off, you sluts. Yeah. Come on. Well, sl- hey. sluts should fuck shout off. Out, shout out what's to James to Callahan because yeah. he makes a good rose. He does. So does Todd Bostock. Got a, got a Todd James Bostock? Callahan, Todd Bostock. Have you had Todd on? Huh? Have you had Todd on? No. Have you met him? No, no. Oh, you got to meet him. Todd. Bostock from Dos Cabezas. Dos Cabezas. Oh, no, I've not met him. Yeah. I need to. They're awesome people. I need to meet... Um, uh, I need to meet... James is like Mr. James MacGyver. Is, he's Rune, right? Yeah, he's yeah, Rune. Yeah. Well, he's Rune and a bunch of... He, other he, label. Yeah. yeah. He's a winemaker for a few different his ones. His shit is delicious. Have you, have you talked to Sam? To him, but let's... Um, 
Sam Pillsbury? Not yet. That's another one. Yeah, I need to meet him. Another interesting cat. From, yes. I feel like From Guamski's from, era. From New Zealand. Like one of the first. He's one of the first who planted grapes in yeah. in Arizona. I think he is the first in Wilcox. We've got enough topics. Could have been. Bit, what topic were we on? Were we on one? Is there a topic? No. Not not presently, but there was a topic of grapes and there was a topic of... Grapes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was. Just um, now. You guys going to come to my Halloween party? What, yeah. Is it on Halloween? Uh-huh. It's going to... Dude, we're... So my whole house... Spooky. And if anyone on this episode is this listening is to exciting. this, this is not... This is way more exciting. This is not open invite to anyone. This is just for my guests God, today. But if you good. really... If you really want to be on my... Uh, uh, at my party, then just ask, you know, just ask. And I might say no. Don't get upset if I say no. Don't get your hopes up. But so you were going to walk into my house, and it's going to be a completely different place. It's going to, like, the whole thing's going to be lined with, like, tarps and stuff and black lights. It's going to be in this weird sex doctor's dungeon. But it's also sarcastic, sex too. Sex doctor. Yeah, so Dr. Bones. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got bones for you. We can't get by. You want to decorate with bones? We got Actually, bones. if you got bones, can you grind them up and I can put them into well, we for can, fertilizer? We can actually clean yeah, them and dehydrate them so sure. they're. Or, yeah, we can clean them for you. You do you actually use bone milk. We can do a whole lot of shit. I like your bone broth. Yeah, I saw your bone broth in my freeze. Yep, it's good shit. Fair enough. Bring it on. So, can you tell me what oxtail is? Is it the tail of an ox? It's fucking cowtail. Is it just cowtail? I can't, That's it. I really? can't wait That's to it. describe to you in explicit detail what oxtail is. So don't wait. Shoot. Shoot. And now's your time. He just did. It's the tail of the cow. It's a cowtail. That's it. Don't tell anybody. It's a secret. It's that. If you have shipped the clients around an hour and a half. It's... It's not good though. Some people are like no. A lot of a lot of people braise it, and a lot of people use it for stock. I Mostly, like, a lot of Asians come in and they buy it. Dude, can you can you make a head cheese sandwich? Ooh, you don't want, he steers away from head cheese. Don't you? Don't you? What the fuck are you? What doing? the fuck ass shit is this shit? We done shanks. Dude, there's head cheese I at, at Century Grand. Do not steer away from head cheese. Don't you even? There's head cheese. At, there's beef cheek. cheek. We're gonna get the beef cheek tonight. Uh, no, listen, here's here's the deal with head cheese, okay? I don't steer away from head cheese. And I don't, I, I'm not scared of any organ meat or offal meat, for that matter. We made a shank tureen recently. We don't ever get pig's heads. If we did, I'd probably make a head cheese at some point. It's a very involved process. It involves yeah. a lot of steps. If you want to make oh, a really we good don't head have cheese, time. right? However, bond me's are traditionally made with head cheese. So yeah, that being said, there's there's plans. There's plans recently to do a pig ear terrine bond me as well as a beef tongue bond me. Oh baby, so calm your fucking tits. We're gonna okay. do some offal meat fucking weird shit. What's offal meat? Can you? Yeah, of course. Um, it's basically anything that um, you know white entitled America would view as uh, trash food. So basically anything that any other <laughs> culture eats religiously and incessantly. Liver, heart, kidneys. Yeah, all of that. Sweetbreads. Yeah. Or sweetbreads. Heart, intestines, all that stuff. I've, so I've, I've tried tongue. I've, I've tried tripe, heart, liver. I don't like liver. Uh, I like heart. Well, what kind of liver have you tried? Yeah. I've tried 
I like chicken por- liver, I like pork lamb the best. liver, I don't pork like, liver, I don't beef like, liver. I don't like bird liver. I haven't tried lamb liver. We're going to make a liver lover out of you, my friend. You, yeah, that we'll pate you made was I fucking phenomenal. Remember you gave me some pate yeah, yeah, a while yeah, back? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. amazing. Liver's uh, good, man. And if you eat it raw, it's all, like lamb lamb and beef liver raw are real good. They better are, than cooking it. But there's also a tremendously higher amount of vitamin content in liver than it's there the is. Hi, it's the most nutrient-dense part of the animal. Yep. Period. Yeah. Period. Like just organ meat in general too. Yeah, you don't need to eat muscle well, meat if you want to like there, get vitamins and minerals. There's um, a book I'm reading. I'm I'm always reading like six or seven, but there's one called Gulp uh, by Mary Roach. It's an amazing book. She's like a science writer, uh, but she's also very funny and very engaging. It's very readable. Like it's just she's just wit, witty and quick and just. <clears throat> Gulp is about the human alimentary canal, mouth, to the ass, and so it talks about all these different scenarios like talking about the Inuits and what they eat. I mean, they're eating fucking raw, um, like, um, not narwhal, but the, well, um, they go for the liver blue, and the heart. Like, yeah, they do. That's what the, mostly what they eat is organ meat. Yeah. They don't go for and the muscle meat. They're, they're not, they're not buying they $37 are e- pound ribeyes. No. And, but they're eating raw, like whale skin, you know, is just chewy and that's what they eat. And like they, a lot of like diet is based off of, uh, adolescent, um, adolescent development when, when with relative to um, what your peers or I guess your family eats. So what people around you eat, you end up eating. And so preferences are basically just kind of like based off of what everyone else eats. So if you're a family, you're eating fucking this meal and you feed your kids mac and cheese because he wasn't want that. So, well, you're kind of shaping his preferences that way. So like expose them to multiple things. And so like the way that Inuits eat is, is way different than obviously what we eat but like it's mostly organ meat they have this there's one part in the book it's crazy this guy and like this irish dude in like the late 1800s was eating a hot bowl of chowder and burned his throat and when it healed it it healed shut in his esophagus so what doctors did at the time was they cut a hole into his stomach and they he inserted a funnel he would chew and spit the food in there, and that's how he would oh, feed. Oh fuck! I heard you talk about this, but I didn't realize that was. Oh yeah, actually, what happened? This book is crazy. So it talks about that, and it kind of gets gross to the point where, like, I need. I'm getting wheezy. I need so to take a break. He was like baby birding himself. Yep, into a funnel, and so it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's your kink, dude. And uh, yeah, so shit like that. Like the book is filled with like cool little facts. Uh, cats can't taste sweet. They don't have taste receptors for sweet. But they do have taste receptors for this one molecule that they go ape shit over, and it's a lot of like emery boars and cat food and stuff. And um, she, this author, tasted it herself at the factory, and she's like, because you know, there's a lot of science that goes into cre- creating pet food, you know. And um, she was talking about how she tasted it herself, and she was like, it made me feel weird. <laughs> I didn't really taste much, but I definitely felt weird. Like cats just like love this molecule. Isn't that weird? They can't taste sweet. We'll to all you customers that come in and buy organs for your cats, thank you. <laughs> that, it's uh, it's bizarre. Is it a big thing? So many people come in and buy food for their animals, and they don't even buy stuff for themselves. That's cool, though. I'm like, hey, we got other stuff, too, that will make you healthier. What's the weirdest thing you sell? Hmm. Well, I mean, to Cow most, cunt? like, tongue. People people tongue. don't know what to do with tongue. Uh, like sea salt. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> it's true. 
It's pretty weird, dude. It's actually kind of weird. The preference that people have for flavored salt. Yeah. I mean, my own black garlic salt. Just, you know, just. Is it from the sea or is it from like an ancient lake bed? I just. Or is it from the Himalayas? I kind of want you to just season your meat and eat it. No. Don't, Don't worry about the 27 different flavors of salt that are possible. Fermented we do, we celery do seed salt. salt. I like the black garlic salt the best from Jacobson. I will yeah, say. Jacobson stuff's good. You guys just make it's it solid. Own. Yeah. Thank you, Stewie. <laughs> Someday. I <laughs> know. <laughs> you know what? We do do a you should have Montreal to... steak seasoning and a beef rub that Dustin's got a recipe for. Oh, yeah? Bomb. Start selling Arcadia Meat Market's own spices out We do. There. No, we do. Okay. Yeah, already. Cool. We're just we run love, out sometimes, and we don't always have them in stock. I love the I don't know like the rest of, of things you sell. This is such a people go. Oh, when are you gonna have that? And uh, well, whenever we feel like making it. Yeah. You know, we'll get to it. Remember, so we, we want wanna, we don't want to over overcommit and under deliver. <laughs> we just very would rather exclusive. not commit at all and yeah. sometimes have it. Yeah, makes sense. Special. But, but one of these what? days when we have more people working with us, then once we can every always once have every everything. three months, what do you? Maybe we'll put together a special. Yeah, do it for like the holidays. Hey, b- boost it on your social media. What what is your biggest seller? What's your hottest commodity? Um, well, by weight, I would say the yeah. the rub oh. and tug, yeah. the rub and tug <laughs> with the happy ending as our is our best seller. Oh, okay. we're really good at that one. Yeah. I I liked that one. It was good. Yeah. So by weight, no we sell. It's prime. We, we it's sell prime. the most. Obviously, ground beef. We sell. A shitload of chicken from Two Wash Ranch. Hashtag Two Wash Ranch. Dave, you're awesome. Um, we sell a ton of sausage. So by weight, it's probably 90% or so of what we sell in ground beef is what we sell in sausage every week. Okay. So Yanoseco is the place that we get pigs from, and we make sausage from Yanoseco pork, and we also get it from Chiricahua pasture-raised meats. Awesome. What kind of what, what part of the pork do you use for the sausage? All of it? Mostly certainly. it's the shoulder and the hind leg. Okay. So we'll combine the two because it happens to be just the perfect ratio. Um, and then obviously we do bacon with the belly or just sell the belly, um, you know, whole out of the case. And then we take the loin and the ribeye or the rib chops in the porterhouse and we sell those as chops. And you buy, I need to buy some chops soon. Yeah. Our pork chops are unreal. But we're just, I mean, all we're doing with, with that, all, all you got to do with with the pork we sell is just season it with salt and pepper and put it in a pan and it's awesome. Well, it's like, got a lot of flavor because I mean, of the same diet. Well, all the meat we do, it's not like you really have to season it much. No. But I, I just say do, with I like my black pork chops, salt. I put Slavo salt. What's that? Um, Slavo spicy salt, which is, he's a local guy that just does a couple different blends. Okay. And I use that for my pork chops and if I do leg quarters of chicken or thighs and drums, Yes. Most of the time, I just sprinkle them with some spicy slavo, and that's all you got to do. It's like cheating. Throw them in the cast iron, and you're done. You guys do uh, anything smoked? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember. Yeah. Ham, capicolo, bacon. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. That's right. But we do that for ourselves, quote unquote. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we can't really sell that to the public. Yeah. Dude, I got listeria from cold smoked salmon. What? Hysteria, How yeah. was that experience? You just she's one of my favorites. A, she f- works at the Alaskan Bush Company, I think. <laughs> I think I've yeah. seen her before on stage. Just Man, I haven't been there for yeah. 
probably Shit. 20 years. Only yeah. one boob. Next to the stage, Listeria. Yeah. So describe your experience with Listeria. I got, <laughs> I just had diarrhea. Coming to the stage. I had diarrhea, cramps, and fever and headache for God like damn. four days straight. It was Holy really shit. intense. And then the third day, I was like, I had a tattoo appointment where I got my thighs uh, done. And this this piece right here is a little skull, like trunk and head thing. Um, Clean uh, artwork, by the way. Thank you, dude. Yeah, very yeah, crisp. I've, I've got some good, got some good work. Um, and uh, I was really sick, and I was like, "Well, this guy schedules out six months in advance, so I'm just gonna go in sick and bear through it." Masochism. And so I just went for it, and like, I'm pretty tough, and so I handled it. it wasn't wasn't that bad? I was just real sick. <laughs> yeah, but I ate it from my mom. Got weird shit happened too. We both got like a lox bagel at. I just don't, I just really hard for me to want to eat a lot of seafood in Arizona. I just, that's a reasonable thing to want, not want to eat a lot. Shout of. out to Chula Seafood. And Nelson's. Nelson's and even Alaskan <clears throat> Pride. I mean, they're all doing it. Yeah. They, they source. Yeah, you can fly they, fish. They've got, they've got really good quality fish. Yeah. And we're lucky I mean, to have them. But you guys go to Palau? Apart from them, I Oh, you know Palau. Not, that's right. Of course. I know you do. I mean, I know. Claudio. Claudio's purchased from us since... I like Claudio a lot. That guy's like so cool. March of last year, I think, uh, is when he walked in the door. I got super nervous. Cause like I'd only heard of him. <laughs> he's pretty hardcore. Like he's he's been around the industry for a very long time, and yeah. he's trained a lot of people. And he's an executive chef who decided to do his own thing. Turns yeah. out he's just this. He's an awesome individual who yeah. just wants to support people that really are passionate. Yeah, and do like cool that's, things. And he's got a great team of people that work in his place. He's the he's Ryan's created awesome. this awesome little space on Twenty Fourth, just south of. Ren House, mm-hmm. which we also sell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Claudio's Claudio's menu is really nice. It is, they, dude. That beef sandwich is fucking tits. Especially with hey, twelve bucks. Twelve bucks to get a beef sandwich at Claudio's and uh, Paula. Go try it. The olives are great. The organic organics uh, anchovies. Lettuce, it's all good. Bocorones. I love going to Pala. I just love I fucking love that place. There's there's quite a few places like I that are just really just out of this world out here that I just love to frequent. He moves through our hot Italian sausage. I'm surprised sometimes he'll come in like day like back to back days, and I know what I sold him. I'm like, fuck, you sold that many? He That's does awesome. that on a polenta. That's your sausage. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I love it's that our, dish. It's Dustin's hot Italian. I love it. Well, I'm the hot Italian. <laughs> he created the recipe. And it's good. Nick, where where were you born? Here. Oh, okay. Phoenix. You're born in my house? My, my right here? here in this in this studio. Burst forth from the womb like, like a chest burster. Boom. Awesome. 36 uh, years later, I'm here. I got a decade on you, dude. That's awesome. I can't even believe you're 26. Good for you. Thank you. You're Like I said, you're beyond your ears. I'm beyond my ears? And you're a visionary. Yeah, beyond your ears. See? That's because I've... I've, I've done a lot of self work. I just, I mean, my my in my perspective, and not everybody has to share this. Is like I know that death is coming for me, so I might as well live it up until that happens. And I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's, it's my biggest motivator. It scares the shit out of me. It's, it's very really, important to really recognize tricky. your own mortality. Yeah, it's a day. It's that. multiple times a day, every day. Yeah, I can't escape it. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah, oh, right. See, <laughs> I, I never think about that shit. Really? Ever? Ever? It's I just almost. Go, I just always. go. You just go should. or don't. But I know you're right. Well, and that's and that's why I'm like, why why would I spend time in a place like a big corporate restaurant chain where I 
and miserable. Yeah, make yeah, you make twelve hundred bucks a week. Cool. See, but that's eye opening. If you do that, then you learn that you don't want to do that. Yeah. I've been fortunate. I've never worked for a company other than Discount Tire when I was in high school. And I busted tires. Yeah. And I was a damn good fucking tire changer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I made good money. I fucked around. We were able to drink after the job. And yeah. we weren't even, you know, we were like 16, 17, 18. Cool. And then I decided I never want to work for anybody. I went to college. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to study. So I didn't. I just fucked around and got my degree. In, in what? In business common pre-law blended it into one, which was called interdisciplinary studies. Wow. So. Minored in Spanish, never use Spanish. I only use it when I'm drunk. How was HPV? Is that like a HPV was great. <laughs> never no. goes away. <laughs> That's never. the catch. That's the jingle. Uh, yeah, I had, never a few, goes had a few away. instances where I had to go to UniMed, but you know, whatever. They took care of it. Little little antibiotics get rid um, of the. Uh, so no, that was that was it. I didn't know why I went to school, and then I got out of school and I did a bunch of business that I just fell into your business. And, and then I learned, well, shit, this isn't really, you know, bringing value to my life anymore. Are you pretty good at like handy shit though? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can throw down. You can throw down. Sick dude. I can fix shit, cool. but I'm not great. You know? Yeah. I can't put tile down on the floor. I'd rather fuck pay somebody that. who's, who knows that's how to for, do that yeah. shit, you know, but that's why I like having a broad, other stuff. a broad yeah, network of people where I want <laughs> to face Dustin. <laughs> it's a head nod just having fun listening good well. good um so burning man you went to burning man five times you said? yeah damn you've done you've done acid done dmt done it all yeah yeah cool Come man on. hooray it's living i yeah. like to live me too mind expanding i take and that's the and that's one of the best places on earth but most pe- most festivals are you know i've been to a bunch of festivals i've been to i mean this is kind of cliche, but Coachella is, uh, it, even now it's great. Yeah. I mean, but it's like the combination of Vegas and LA and music festival, which is a lot of fun and it's a lot of crazy. Yeah. The first time I went, I jumped the fence my first night and left and went home because it was just like sensory overload and I had taken the wrong drugs. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I kept going back. I've been there nine years. Really? Yeah. I mean, Damn. good music and a good time and good people. Who do you like? like I'm, I'm all music I'm wise. All who are like in your in your top ten? Who are some of the rotating heavy rotating? Ooh. All right. Well, Nine Inch Nails, Tool, Led Zeppelin. Okay. Um, I'll just stop there. Do you listen to Porcupine yeah. Tree at all? Never heard of them. Oh, you'd love them. So Stephen Wilson is <clears throat> the the man behind it all. He is a prog rock genius, who uh, legend, who who is the most influential artist you've never heard of. He's he's huge. I mean, he sells out huge arenas and and uh, lots of copies of his record get sold. But he's just not mainstream. So he is very heavily influenced by Pink Floyd. He's done a lot of work with King, King Crimson and uh, Opeth and various other like prog rock gods. And uh, he, dude, his music's just fucking amazing. And if you like Tool, you'd like, I, I highly recommend the album by Porcupine Tree, which is one of his projects, which is his biggest one, uh, oh. called In Absentia. And the whole album is like, so every album he writes is like a concept album. Um, so one of his albums, his, his solo project is called Hand Cannot Erase. And it's about uh, a woman who uh, died and for three years nobody missed her. 
Like nobody, nobody remembered her. Nobody missed her, and it's just like a fucked up story. And he writes out, he writes songs based off that. So, been super so inspirational. This- but he's like, he's like prog rock. There's like some metal in there. There's like psychedelia. It's really cool. You'd like so it. So Coheed and Cambria. I know you're one a of big my fan of. Yeah, one of my favorites. Is it a similar like where they wrote the story and then did the music? Kind of. He just he's inspired by a series of events and writes songs off of those. Dope. Yeah. So first time I ever saw Tool, the headliner was King Crimson. Oh yeah, oh, and must have been crazy. Fucking weird. Wake up, Dustin. <laughs> fucking weird. Gas <laughs> masks. They walked out on the stage with gas masks. Oh yeah, and, like just weird. I don't know like, enough about them. I'm just trippy, starting to get into them. Very very trippy stuff. Yeah. Um, and I I was too young to really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was all right. Yeah, but I've mm, seen whatever. Tool probably ten times. I'm not the biggest Tool guy. I like Tool a lot. The new Maynard, cool. Maynard is uh, it's grown on us a lot. We listen at at the shop. We listen primarily to. We do a lot of hip hop. We do a lot of rock. Yeah, I heard. You know, I heard Corn, fucking, Nine Inch Nails, Tool, what's Rage. The, what's the band you listen to your day? Huh? Was it uh, Almond Brothers? Yeah, tied to For the sure. whip and post. For sure. Yeah. We'll listen to Allman Brothers. Yeah. You know, I, we appreciate all music. That's yeah. good. Makes Dude, you move. Pork, in a good mood. Porcupine Tree, you got to check out. All right. You'd fucking really. Do you have Spotify? Yep. Cool. I'll just share it with you. That's how I listen to your podcast. Yeah. Cool. If you ever want to listen to Stewie's podcast, you just go to Spotify. <clears throat> Tell your mom I love her. Or you can go to iTunes or Stitcher or there Google go. Play if you're one of those fucking people. Just in case you were wondering. Just in case. In case. Dustin. Dustin. How you doing? <laughs> well, this was a 10% beer. I didn't realize that was 10%. Yeah, we got to pace ourselves, guys. We have a, a night of drinking ahead of us. Don't feel obligated to drink if you, you know. Oh, uh, fuck off. That's what we're here to do. And conversate. Conversate. Uh, let's see where we're at on time. Uh, we're probably... We're, at- we're about 30 minutes out until we got to stop and head out to the uh, Century Grand try it out. Are we that interesting? Yeah. No. <laughs> that is... Definitely. Talk about recipes. Talk about something. <coughs> How do you? What, what are you creating right now right in the, the shop? I'm an asshole. Uh, yeah. Because I because I think it's fucking awesome, and and I want people to know. Wow. Dustin Dustin is like the meat whisperer. Well, as far as as far as anybody knows, um, recipes undergoing creative artistry, and um, I don't know. What you would call a little bit of uh, picking apart includes some beef tongue banh mi, pig ear terrine banh mi, a host of pickled vegetables along with a good Which we buy from Restaurant Depot. Smattering. <laughs> really? Pig's head. Can you eat nerve? Have you ever eaten animal nerve? I mean, I guess so. I threw a spinal cord <laughs> at Dustin the other day because I wanted to see if he would eat it for a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I don't think we can. It's oh, man. What's it like? It's gooey. <laughs> it's raw. It's, Did you cook it? It is gooey. No, it was raw. It was gooey. Well, eat, I mean, maybe we should cook it and see. Do you what eat happens. a lot of raw shit? Huh? You eat a lot of raw stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I eat, I eat most things raw. Really? Can we play other a, than poultry? Can we play like, a, poultry, can we play like an ODB sort of 
excerpt here because Ooh, baby, I, feel, I, like I feel like we should. Yeah, no, I try, I try most things uh, like beef, lamb, for sure we're trying it raw. Yeah? Yeah, all the time. Pork, we got You're not concerned with any... No, I don't give a shit. That's what he said. So, okay, describe to me how you get your, uh, your, your cow in or your pork in. All right, so every week we place an order. It gets slaughtered that following Monday. They strip it of skin? Uh, yeah. You, you well, yeah, we it. take the hide off. So you do take, it yourself? No, they, at the plant. The plant. So I, and I've, I've gone up on harvest days, and I actually, I, I've been, when we slaughter cows. Do you just I'm pull a part it of off? Process. Are you cutting it off? Is no, it we a actually combo? Have, we have a, um, a dehiding machine. We strip it and cut it into wallets immediately. Do you guys, okay, yeah. sorry, I'm going to ask him way no, too No, we have a question. winch that has a chain that goes oh, up A winch? A like a poor, and, uh, and then we hook name it to the hide, Chloe. and it pulls the hide off the animal. Okay. But you can only do that after you've separated the hide from the carcass. So you have to go through. It takes about 15 minutes to take the hide from the carcass to where it can get to a point where you rip the rest of it off the hide, the back of the animal. There's, so there's like the whole chains, the whole chest area and everything. Involved. And you got to make sure so that know. there's no hair that goes like that stays with the animal because that's all contaminated. And so when we go to the final stage of splitting the carcass, the USDA inspector makes sure that everything is completely clean. And if it's not, we get knocked. Bacteriologically sound. So the... See, <laughs> see bacteriologically sound. I like that word. So the hair um, will but contain... It contain yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's on the exterior of the animal, and you don't want any of that on your fat or meat or anything. So Damn. you have to get rid of it all. Dude. So And then we do a little mixture of... Basically, it's acetic acid and red wine vinegar and water. Or, okay. Sorry, white wine vinegar and water. And we spray that down with a, um, it's like a weed sprayer, basically. And you spray the carcass so that it's not contaminated and it's clean. Oh, okay. And then cool. it goes into a hot box where the beef hangs for two days. And then we process it starting on Wednesday. So every Monday is when we hot slaughter. Hot box. Well, it's yeah. actually cold. Mm -hmm. But we call it our hot box. It's like when we go to the bar on Friday night. It's like yeah, two no. days later. No. Internal temperature of the beef needs to get down to 34 degrees within a certain amount of time. It goes okay. in the hot box. So it hangs. I don't know what the times are. Exactly. But, you know, the inspector checks all that stuff because they don't want it to grow any bacteria or anything that's going to make anybody sick. <laughs> it goes from there into the fabrication room. Dustin's lost and it. Derailed. Well, we all derailed. But anyway. What so, rail? So, uh, where was the rail to begin with? I don't know. We're on. Well, we're going to the train, though, right? Hey, so we're going to be on that rail. Dude, I'm excited to eat. I am, well, I'm excited to see this place. I'm excited for all of it. I just I haven't Platform experienced it Platform 18. Yeah. I'm really. That, I, I work at a cool place. I'm, I'm thankful you, for where I work. You're very lucky. So that's, it, so that's a process. You know, we bring it in on Wednesday then, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We okay. process all the beef that we slaughter on Mondays, and we distribute it. And we get it shipped down to us on Thursdays. So what they do up there is basically fab all the beef. If I order a case of tri-tip, because if we just did beef, like whole beef, we'd run out of tri-tip. We'd run out of tenderloin. We'd run out of skirt steak yeah, in it, 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 a day. Yeah, you know, it's a, we have to be able to buy cases of stuff, and as a company, excuse me, I was we don't have an outlet like Shamrock, for instance, or Cisco, or yeah. Merit Foods, or supplement. Sterling, or anybody. They're not buying that type of. They're not buying those cuts from us, so we're only selling it to them as grind. So as a business, they make more money 
if they sell it to the butcher <coughs> shop and the butcher shop is able to then pass it on to the customer. So, okay. So how, how what's the longest your meat will stay in your I have display? stuff from 127, which are top, ter- top sirloins from this year that we're just fucking around with. But most of what we sell to the public is like what, 30 January. Th- yeah. Is it just dry aging or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you have like we, a specific, we like to play around. You have a specific we, part of your walking. That's cool enough for it's that. It's just on the rack. Yeah. We have a big rack. Is it grow mold stuff. and stuff? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we don't control humidity as much as we would like to be. So it becomes a little more moldy than it should. Okay. But the health department, <clears throat> it's fine. Oh, wow. They don't care. And like, you just, as long I, as that doesn't get sold to the customer, you know, it's just you. Okay. Right. So you can have, like when I've we never dry tried, age anything, never there's always age. an outer layer that we trim. Okay. That all goes to the trash can cause you can't do anything with it. So we mm-hmm. have a lot of loss. So if we dry age something, I don't know, 45 days or 60 or 80, it's yeah. got a different level of loss. And so that's why is if there's something in our case that's at 45 days, we might charge a little more money for it Yeah, because we've lost more. So that's all. Hmm. But <clears throat> as far as most cuts, skirt steak, tenderloin, tri-tip, all that kind of stuff, we're selling that to our customers and it's been fabricated either that week or the week prior. Okay. So wet aging is the thing. And so we try to wet age stuff as long as we can, but you know, you got to have the inventory. that process? Well, you just vacuum seal stuff and it sits in its own juice. Oh. Yeah, it's really simple. Damn. And so we so, get stuff delivered to us in cases in vacuum sealed <coughs> packages. Well, what does it do? It tenderizes the meat. It allows everything to break down even more. Hmm. Dry aging, you do that, but you're losing water weight. Okay. You're losing trim because it's growing this mold or fungus or whatever on the outside, and you have to get rid of that. Yeah. And so the idea to minimize that is you might dry age something 30 days, trim it, put it in a bag and wet age it for another week or two weeks or more. You can wet age it as long as you want and then you trim what you have to trim. Hmm. But it's not going to be as much as if it was just sitting in a cooler. We used to be able to dry age everything in the shop until it was March of this year. Our inspector changed and he decided that he was going to be a little more stringent on what we were able to send down from our plant. So he was making us remove bones that are attached to the spinal column because like I told you earlier, all we do is 30 months or more for cows. Like if we slaughter cows that are 30 months or older, <coughs> okay. well, that means everything attached to the spinal column has to be thrown in the trash can because of mad cow's disease. Oh, really? and that doesn't allow us to age anything if it gets shipped down to our plant. So we built a cooler up at our plant that just dry ages. Oh. So it's humidity and temperature controlled. Then as we order stuff, it gets sent down and those bones have to be removed. Damn. So we, until March, could just send stuff down to our shop and we had the bones attached. Okay. And then we had an inventory dry aging all the time in our shop. But our humidity, like I said, is we've never been able to control it. It's at like 80 to 90%, which is not ideal. It's too, yeah. It's like, too wait, much. Yeah. More mold so, growing. More yeah. Humidity, yeah. And which is fine. We just lose more meat. Makes sense. You know. And it's not like it's going to hurt anybody else because it all gets cut. Yeah. But we lose because we throw it in the trash. Ah, oh, it sucks. And it's not really, you can't compost meat. Mm, yeah, it's, it's probably gross. not. Yeah. Probably not. 
You can't fucking cook that shit and f- make dog feed. Uh, I don't. I, no, I wouldn't even want to try. Yeah. Some of it's kind of funky. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh. Gets real funky. Oh, weird. So that's. I mean, that's it. Maybe. But we've we've really minimized loss as much as we can up until this point. Which, yeah. You know, as I said, we're still learning, and you know, we're fine tuning the machine. Yeah. Which is really nice. Cool. So our systems are getting improved. Bubbly. What's up, dog? Um, cool. Any any chance we could like tour your guys' shop before we go to Century Grand? Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't have a key because I Ubered here, but he does. Why don't we, why we just do that? Because we have 30 minutes. Yeah. We, can, we can wrap this up right now and yeah. get, get going. Um, Sounds good. Do you guys have anything parting to say? I've loved hanging just, out with you both. Amazing. I would say care about who you support and what you eat and yeah. you know, whoever's providing you with whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know, whether it be drink or food. Yeah. You know, give it, a shit and find out where it's coming from. And the crazy thing between both of those, drink and food, is like the amount of marketing that kind of distracts you from what's actually true. Totally. It's such a bummer. And we're up against a lot. Yeah. You know, if I decided to say hey, fuck these guys because they're selling you a name mm-hmm. that isn't really what they're selling you. Yeah. And it's really feedlot. They're pretty powerful. And they have lobbyists in their pocket. And what they would do, who knows? Yeah. You know, I Isn't don't that wanna, fucked? Like, it's way fucked. Just be- it's like, I know what I want to say is like, like on our Instagram and on our website and our newsletter is like, Hey, well, this is what you're really getting when you buy X and we can't, you got to be able to build because up we don't, Oh, it's, it's beyond that because yeah. we can have a platform and they just have more control and more money than anything. And Fucking we've experienced crazy. it. We, we've experienced a little bit of put a lot of pushback from our inspector and we don't really know why, you know, and it's because we're, well, we have an idea, and it's because we're kind of putting a dent in some sort of Arizona market for beef as a company, and it's fucked up. Damn. Fuck. So we're just, you got to be... <clears throat> Makes sense. You know, as a consumer, you just want to know where it's coming from, and you want to just make sure that you're supporting the right people. Yeah. Not that we are, you know, because I'm not raising the animals. My partners do, and the people that we represent are, but, you know, we're a conduit, like I said. Yeah. And... I'd hope you just, if you don't buy our meat from us, buy, our, buy your meat from, you know, people that are sourcing properly. Yeah. You know, don't go to the supermarket because most likely they're not getting it from the right place. Yeah. That, that makes sense. And beer and wine and greens and cheese and greens, dude. That's shit. a, that's a thing too. You know, like all that stuff. Yeah, you do. Um, it's, like it's important. I mean, it's the full, it's, go, the, it's the full deal. Yeah. Like going to, um, you know, you go to Sprouts and it's the same produce they sell at Fry's. It's the same organic company that, that makes organic produce from California. And, and it's, it's good. It's, it's okay. You know, it's decent produce. It's flavorless. Hey, for the masses, like, we have to feed people. 100%. And that's totally fine. I'm totally cool with buying the stuff if I have to. But like if I have a choice, I, it's hard for me to wake up. But I'll go to the farmer's market and I grow my own now. You know, like growing your own and it's cool. I love being able to plant in like <coughs> you plant one group 
in one week and then you plant another one like a week or two later and so you have a harvest in three or four months and you have a harvest in three or four months in two weeks you know what i mean like so every few weeks if you plant them in the right way like you plant lettuce this day then wait a few days plant this one so by the time they're all ready you'll, you'll have you got a supply yeah <laughs> and so if you do it kind of smart you have that i have limited space in like two raised beds so it's mostly just herbs because with herbs you don't want to take more than 10 percent of the growth at a time with harvesting you don't if you do it's it stresses the plant out too much and it can it leaves it vulnerable to disease because plants get disease just like we do and you have open wounds you get disease plants are crazy man you can do some crazy like like grafting things with plants um i'm gonna do it with my fig tree i keep keep putting it off uh, and i just don't have necessarily the time or the energy but i would love to by the end of the year start uh air layering which is a type of uh propagation method where you are lowering the amount of time it takes to root a plant, a cutting of a plant, right? So like, do you have a seedless lime? Well, how do you get seedless limes to propagate? Well, you, you take either a bud, which has genetic material of that plant, or you take a cutting of a branch and you graft that onto another rootstock. Um, so for example, all most of Phoenix, yeah, I'll pretty much most of Phoenix, um, because of the clay soils uses sour orange rootstock. So everything's grown on sour orange. So people like we grow like a grapefruit on sour orange, but then other parts of the plant will produce oranges and they try to make these are terrible because they're not sweet. Well, guess what's a sour orange. It's the original orange. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's aromatic. It's tart. It's bitter, but you use that for a different purpose than you would a regular orange. And it makes, it's, it's really cool. Um, so, for example, air layering uh, with a fig tree, what you do is you strip it like two inches of bark, the main surrounding bark, away on the, from... On the, on the foot of the tree? Uh, not the like foot the of the tree. Like the base of the tree? No, on, like, on like, like last year's growth. So a woody, a woody part of the stem of the branch. Um, so the tree has to be substantially aged to do it. But um, on part of the uh, <laughs> tree that's like got wood on the uh, branch... You, you trim it like two inches and you wound it. And when you wound a plant, what they create is callus cells. They're undifferentiated, which means they have no role. <laughs> um, um, they have no like specific, they're not a, they're not a root. They're not a stem. They're not a whatever. They, they're just a, basically like a stem cell. And then once you apply rooting hormone, it, it introduces a hormone, which signals that cell to become a root. So you strip two inches away from it wound the plant and you add rooting hormone, then peat moss, then plastic wrap to seal the moisture in. And then you surround it with foil because you want it to be dark and a dark, wet environment is where roots grow. And so six weeks later you open that up and it's clogged, clogged with roots just on the tree. You cause the plant to root on the tree, clip that off, plant it and you have another fig tree. You do, do that 12 times on the tree. You have 12 fig trees. Wow. So it's like a really quick propagation method. It's just crazy. It's just really cool to be able to, know these small little factoids to be able to expand your your uh your garden or your grow shit food. yeah it's interesting hopefully i didn't lose anyone there <laughs> air layering fun thing i've done it before it's fun fig it's easy to do with fig ficus um so thank you everyone for listening we're gonna wrap it up and go do a little meat market tour is that is that cool thank you stewie thank you for coming thank on you, guys listeners. i love you both let's have fun tonight Ciao. all right you have made it through another episode. How do you feel? I hope it's good. I hope you're like, wow, I'm glad I did that. I mean, if you're not that way, that's also cool. You know, that's however you feel. I respect that. I did make an edit in this episode, which is a, a big deal for me because I don't like, 
I, it wasn't, it was per request of the guest. That's pretty much the only time I'll do it unless it really crosses specific lines, but I have a long fuse <clears throat> and not too many lines are crossed very often. And they thought that what they had said may have crossed the line and they don't want to get uh, anyone in trouble. And so we decided to cut out the, like a few minute segment and I kind of give you a little plant advice. So I'm going to start doing more of these, um, not more of these, but more uh, one-off episodes of just myself talking so that I can kind of do some education on uh, what I have learned through growing plants, both indoor and outdoor, both edible and ornamental. And <clears throat> I will reference Google searches and citations so you are able to uh, kind of look this up for yourself and I'll include it into show notes like I've done before. I think the second episode I ever did was that. Um, and I really want to say again, I appreciate everyone who listens to this uh, podcast because... It's, it's interesting when people want to hear me talk for that long, especially if you're listening now. You've been, I'm assuming, listening to me talk for a little bit. And it's just, it's cool. It's a, it's a cool, I appreciate it, and it makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing. Even though this is only a few months old, I want this to grow. Um, not only so I can kind of develop some aspect of a of my career off of it, but also to kind of like really, to get good at it and to create a show that people, that's sustainable, that people will enjoy listening to and that can inform their daily lives because like conversations are great and you can learn a lot from those conversations. But when I can give you active things to to really listen to and study and like, oh, I want to learn how to grow plants. Okay, well, here's how to do basil. Let's start with basil. Super easy and I'll give you some specific things that that I've learned and one and two things that other people have learned and have um, undergone maybe some scientific um uh, observations to kind of determine so you know water requirements soil pH whatnot so that stuff I will eventually do once my schedule kind of thins out uh, so I have a little more time to do things um, and that's and not only physical time it's mental time I can't always be doing something and I'm learning that I'm learning how to relax it's becoming one of my uh, goals is to learn how to relax better and uh, because you know I, I have tendencies to be lazy and <clears throat> I, I get guilty when I get lazy, and so then I fight that, and I fight that by doing things. But then I do things, and especially when I do new projects, what happens, what ends up happening is that I uh, almost overwhelm myself because I want to do it to the fullest, and I do it to the fullest, but then I kind of like, oh, I've gone too deep, I have too much to manage, and I don't want to do any of it. And then I get really good at procrastinating and kind of digging myself a hole. So lots of growth, lots of things to think about. Um, I'm going into my weekend. I'm not sure about where you are when you're listening to this, but I hope you're going into whatever it is you're going into with um, a happy heart and open mind. And um, so welcoming arms into the future because <coughs> the future's coming at you always. And, but the only thing you have is now. I don't know what the fuck that means, but that I means true. It is true. So yeah, I've got my first a real official sponsor. I mean, I've had, you know, they've been real and they've been a f technically official, but this is more, a f more formal, I guess you could say. Uh, Arcadia Meat Market. Please, please, please. This episode is brought to you by Arcadia Meat Market and they're also my guests. How cool. They are awesome people providing awesome product and honest product and transparent product as often as I would say pretty much they know where all of their stuff comes from. So it's not, not that difficult to find out um, from, from their part in the chain of things, right? You know, compared to like the butcher at uh, Fry's, right? You tell, ask him where that fucking cow's coming from. He's gonna be like, um, 
uh, um, he throws up and he walks out and he quits. That's that's what happened to me. It's not a true story. It was a lie. I lied. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, Arcadia Meat Market is awesome. I really wouldn't be advertising for them if I didn't think that. I promise. I'm not I'm not a fake person who's just going to advertise for someone who gives me money. Uh, it might happen one day. <laughs> Come on. It might happen one day. But uh, again, I'm going to go through their little uh, statement that they wanted me to say just so I can kind of cover their points better than I may have already done so. Arcadia Meat Market is a butcher shop that specializes in sourcing the highest quality meats and provisions from local farms and purveyors whenever possible. Our mission is to create transparency in the food chain so you know what you're eating. The meat we sell, they sell, was either pastured or free range, raised humanely without the use of antibiotics or hormones. And what does that mean? Well, if you listened to this fucking episode, you heard about it. But what that means to me is when you have antibiotics, you're incorporating or you're encountering um, a ranch or farm that has a lot of cows in the close vicinity of one another, therefore exchanging diseases and bacteria, therefore getting sick. And if one cow gets sick, then the rest of the cows get sick. And that is why they use antibiotics to prevent those diseases from spreading. So you can kind of informed, uh, uh, educated, oh, what's the word? You can reason, that's that's good enough, reason uh, that those cows who aren't raised with antibiotics probably have a little more space to graze. And, and the cows that they are getting all uh, consume wild grasses up in northern Arizona or southern. I mean, they do it. The whole state has, there's cows everywhere, uh, just free grazing. And it's, when cows eat that way, it's a more, it's a different flavor. You know, it is different. Um, but it's good. It's richer. It's fuller. You, you just, you know, when I know that that animal is taken care of better, I know where it's, it's coming from. I'd rather buy it that way. So if you need to buy less meat, buy less meat, but buy it from the local source. Our kitty meat market is a great, 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 um, local company who does that. And, uh, yeah, 40th street and Indian school. For those of you who live in Phoenix or Arizona, you can find them pretty easily. They're right on the street. Um, they're in the middle of the street, actually. No, they are <laughs> right on the north, northwest, yeah, northwest corner of 40th and Indian School. Anyway, love those guys, um, and I'm very glad to, to be advertising for them. So, that's about all I got for you. I hope you have a good time, whatever you're doing right now, and whatever you're getting into. Um, we'll see you soon. I got another episode coming up this weekend.